Hello, it's uh, it's the Saturday, the 16th of this December 2023, and uh, today I'm joined by the one and only Patriot Underground. Patriot is, of course, his stage name, and he has been seeking the truth beneath the surface for years, diving down every rabbit hole he encounters and unraveling all the lies and deception. He has done shows on a regular basis with people like Scott Young, Gene Decode, uh, SG Anon, Jim Willie, and Carrie Cassidy. And last but not least, he frequently provides his extensive audience with excellent updates on the actual situation, always succeeding in connecting the dots and clarifying the latest developments as they unfold. He does all of this in a quite personal, honest, and transparent way. And therefore, it's an honor to welcome Patriot Underground to today's Pascal. Uh, Patriot, how are you doing, brother? Welcome. I'm doing well. And that was that was quite an intro. Wow. I've never <laughs> never had an intro like that. Thank you, sir. And it's, it's an honor yeah. to be on your show. And it's definitely, I was telling you before we started recording, this is a first for me going on an international uh, podcast. That usually, I'm the one sitting in your chair doing the interviewing. So, you know, every now and then, I've had some people, you know, as time has gone on, be interested in interviewing me, which is really cool. It kind of blows me away, actually. But this is my first time uh, doing an international show, and I'm really honored to be here. So, thank you for inviting me. You and you deserve it, uh, Patrick. Bush. You're doing a tremendous job there in 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 America. You were in America, right? Yes, yes. I live in the Northeast. Northeast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was it's born and raised time. here and I haven't really uh, fully escaped yet. But uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm from. Yeah, it's seven o'clock. P- it's 7 p.m. here now, our time. What time is it uh, in you? In you? Uh, it's about one fifteen in the afternoon. Uh, the sun is shining. It's pretty cold out, but it's uh, yeah, middle of the day. OK, so we have all we have all the time then. Eh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got plenty of time. So. Great. OK, Patriot, for my audience, uh, who is Patriot Underground? Ah, uh, well, okay. So I, um, I can tell you, and I, I came out with my first video. So I'll, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll do a little bit of history. So I, I kind of, um, I like to start my story back in around 2012, because that's really when I woke up for the first time. I started to realize as Obama got into his second term, and things were just getting darker and darker, and it was pretty apparent to me at that point in time that. Because I was duped by 9-11, like a lot of people, I actually bought into the narrative. I was young back then. I was, um, <clears throat> I'm 44 now. But back when 9-11 happened, I was college age, and I was still relatively, I certainly had conservative political leanings. I knew that, I, I certainly knew I wasn't a liberal, which is very unusual, considering where I live if, uh, geographically, but that's a whole other story. But I knew that, you know, I, I knew what my political views were, but I had no idea, um, the the level of deception i had no idea about the, the whole concept of a cabal a satanic cabal ruling the world i mean this this was something that i would have dismissed at that time had i even heard about it i would have completely dismissed it and said that's nuts that's nonsense i was watching fox news back in those days and you know still paying attention to mainstream media but then in around 2012, things kind of took a turn. And it, it's it, it's funny because you look back sometimes, you don't really know exactly what the trigger point was, but something shifted. And I realized that the media was entirely dishonest. And I, I, I realized that I was being lied to. We were all being lied to about everything. And so I started to seek out alternative information. And I found uh, Alex Jones's show and InfoWars. I've talked about this many times on my show. And, um, you know, I, that was kind of my introduction my first red pill, I think you might say. Uh, so I, I was kind of in that zone for a long time. And 
Trump then got elected. And of course, at that point in time, I had I really didn't know that much about Donald Trump. When I first heard about him, I, I kind of went, what? Donald Trump? Are you kidding me? Wasn't that on The Simpsons? You know, and then later on, of course, I figured that out. Yeah, of course it was. But I mean, at that point in time, I didn't really know um, anything about the, the whole Q operation. In, in fact, if I'm being completely honest, I mean, the, the Q drops, they began in uh, September of 2017. And I didn't really start paying. I was very late to that party. I didn't really start paying attention to the Q drops until probably late 2019 or, you know, early, you know, somewhere in that general range. I had heard about it, but I hadn't really uh, I hadn't really jumped in. And then, uh, of course, the election in 2020 got stolen. And it was so brazen. It was so obvious to me that what had occurred, I mean, in the same way it is to everybody who's awake, but I was surrounded by and still am surrounded by people who are completely asleep. And I felt really isolated. Um, I believe that the Marines and the military were just going to storm in. They would never allow this this travesty to occur. They were just going to set up, you know, Biden for the crime and and when that didn't happen and he got sworn in, I was just uh, I was in a really dark place after that because I I didn't really know how to process that, what to do with it. I had all of these these emotions about it, but I had been listening to different voices out there in the community. At that point in time, I was listening to, uh, you know, I started listening to Juan Savins interviews. I started listening to Charlie Ward. I started listening to Simon Parks, all of these guys who were doing, uh, you know, were uh, really right in the thick of it, right around that point. And somewhere along the line, I just decided, I think, I, I honestly believe that God, well, <laughs> honestly believe that God just put the idea in my head. And one day I woke up and I I, I looked at my wife and I mean, I had actually been, I don't know if you know, I do the, the coffee chats. I don't know if you watch those, but that, that actually was, I think, um, God's way of sort of introducing me to the whole idea of doing a podcast. I would get in my car in the morning and I would just be so upset about everything that was going on and had nowhere to take it. No, what I mean, nobody to talk to everybody that I talked to, it just completely backfired. It made me feel more alone, more angry, more frustrated. Isolated so I in my car. What's that? Isolated as well. Eh? Isolated. Yeah. I mean, so I just got in my car and I started making these videos of myself talking. And I honestly thought that I was going crazy. If you really want the truth, I really thought I was going nuts. Like something, something's finally snapped inside of me. Uh, but I did notice that I felt better after I got stuff out and uh, I didn't really have any intention on sharing it with the world. It was just something that I was doing for me for therapy, sort of, a, you know, to get my thoughts out there. And then uh, one morning I woke up and, you know, I looked at my wife and I said, I'm going to go buy a laptop. She said, why? I said, well, I think I'm going to do a podcast. And she just kind of looked at me like, a, a podcast? What are you talking about? Because I had never talked about it before. You What's know? a she, podcast? What's a podcast? <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, right? I mean, only a few years before that, I, I would have struggled to answer that question. I mean, I, I didn't really even know much about it or anything. But I, so I think there was kind of some divine prompting going on there, especially given, you know, what's happened, uh, you know, how the podcast took off. And but this was something that I, I never anticipated doing. And I, I bought the laptop. I put out my first video and uh, the rest is, has really just been uh, kind of mind blowing if you want the truth. Um, so as far as me, who I am, I'm, I'm just an ordinary guy. Uh, you know, there's, I wish I had something more uh, interesting to tell you about my background, like, you know, that I was in the military or that I was, you know, the CIA or, you know, something, something a little bit more exciting that you could sink your teeth into. But the reality is that even though I don't get into what I do, 
Uh, and that's really just, you know, for anonymity purposes to protect my family and so forth, protect my job. Um, what I do is ordinary. It's just an ordinary job, just like so many other folks out there working there, are, you know, hundreds of thousands of people like me who probably do the same exact thing. So as far as my background, uh, I don't really have anything. Um, I, I think there are some parts of my uh, my adolescence that, you know, I, there was at one point in time, I wanted to be an actor. And I mean, I think there was some divine intervention that kept me away from that and kept me away from Hollywood and all of those things. So yeah, I mean, there was, I guess, in some ways, I had some experience in terms of performing and communication and things along those lines. And what I do is aligned in a lot of ways with podcasting. And, you know, I think it's it's definitely related to it. Uh, but I've never really done any media or anything along those lines. So I, I just, you know, I just kind of put my foot forward into the world. And you know, I took that leap of faith and let God handle the results. And like I said, it's been a blessing so far. Yeah, I mean, you've really skyrocketed eh, since the beginning. It's, it's unbelievable. And uh, I watched all your shows, all your shows with the the, the guys that I mentioned, like SG and Jim Willie and uh, Kerry Cassidy. I mean, she's she's she's. She's really the max, Kerry. Uh, and you did your you did your post podcast at the, in the beginning. You did them uh, without without showing yourself. So uh, um, yeah, it's it's of course it's to protect you and your family, of course, uh, and keep them safe. But what was the pivotal point that you started sh revealing yourself to the? Yeah, to the... so I, I that's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I think, and I've gotten that a lot because I think it, it surprised a lot of people, including me. Uh, in the same way that I just described my whole beginning in this journey, um, which was very much a surprise to me, it was it, it's almost like the last two and a half years or something have been a blur in a lot of ways, because it's like I made this decision one day and it just completely changed my life. And it was done uh, entirely in faith. You know, I, I've always had a relationship with God. And um, that was really the driving factor that led me to do this, mm -hmm. because I recognize that this is a spiritual, ultimately a spiritual war. And I knew that God was prompting me. I knew that he was guiding me. Um, but I had I had never really had anticipated that I was going to uh, to show my face because, well, first of all, I, I mean, like you said, I mean, I did I, I did hide my identity and still do to an, to a degree to protect uh, my my family and, and my ability to, to provide for my family. Uh, but I didn't expect that I was going to ever show my face. And then one day I just started feeling that prompting. It was like the same prompting that got me into the podcast to begin with. Uh, and I do the the coffee chats where I drive around and I um, I, I kind of experimented a little bit. I, I, I recorded myself with the camera on and then I, you know, blurred the whole thing just to kind of see, to give people like a silhouette sort of a thing. Um, and I think that was, you know, it's like the decisions that I make and that I've made along the way, including starting this journey, it's hard to explain them because they really do come from a spiritual place. And I felt like a lot of people out there, um, I've developed such such strong relationships with my audience. I just have an incredible audience. And uh, they've been more and more curious, you know, about my identity as time has gone on, <clears throat> even though, you know, no, it's not like anybody hounded me to do it. But I think I wanted to just share more of myself and, uh, you know, just I just woke up one day and uh, it was like, OK, we're going to do this. And and I did it. And it's changed. Uh, I think it's changed certain things. But, uh, you know, ultimately things are uh, the way they've, they've always been. I've had to make some adjust adjustments to my workflow. And, you know, when you don't have the camera on, you don't even have to think about it. And, you you know, you it, it changes the way you operate. And when you do, of course, it, it it's like a, a different experience. But uh, so far, I'm enjoying it. 
Yeah, our paths are quite identical, uh, Patrick, because uh, it's 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 all about get let go and letting go of the fear. I mean, when I look at myself, uh, 2020 in the summer, I started filming myself uh, doing podcasts, and I had, I had the sunglasses on, you know, and uh, I didn't shave, and I had I had a, I had a cap on, you know, just to hide myself on the balcony and then I started doing my uh, walks in the in the forest and uh, people re remind they, they they can remember that but all of a sudden I thought I thought yep, why hide yourself come out of this fear and just reveal yourself show who you are because I really think we have a mission I really think the creators protect I I, I I've got a line up, up, upstairs uh, uh, I feel he's, he's he's just taking me by the hand and just show me the way because I told you in the pre uh, pre uh, discussion um, uh, that uh, I lost all my uh, employment as a professional musician so I think that was divine timing he took, just took me by the hand and said come on you're going to do this you know and you're going to be protected I'm going to guide you and uh, I just let go of the fear and that's that's the whole thing. Just let go of the fear because we've been living in this fear-based society for, since we were born, really. And mm -hmm. we've got to break away. We've got to break away from this fear because it's a bit like the Wizard of Oz uh, uh, movie. It's from 1939, the Wizard of Oz. And in, at the end, the, the little dog, Toto, Toto means everybody, everything, pulls away the curtain, the veil, and there's this guy, ordinary guy, sitting behind this gigantic machine, you know, uh, acting to be God. I mean, there's nobody that stands above the living man. I mean, God created man in his in his, uh, in his uh, uh, image. So we should step out of the fear and stand in our power. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I think honestly, your your explanation was uh, a lot more powerful than mine. I mean, and and I agree. I mean, I I completely agree. I think that it was, you know, it's it, that's the thing about the the taking the first step. I mean, I think once you take that first step and you abandon that fear, whether it's you know turning on the camera or starting a show or really just getting active in, in a million different ways for you know everybody listening this is applicable to everyone not just people who do podcasts yep. it's about taking that first step and then what what happens is is that god then gives you the strength and the faith to take the second step and the third and the fourth and he illuminates the path you're not supposed to know i mean there's no way that you could have predicted or i could have predicted the decision that we made and the journey that we were going to go on i mean I had no intentions of doing this. And I've heard it said by a lot of people that, you know, that God kind of, you know, he, he assembled a group of, uh, of, of randoms, basically, you know, people, the people that he knew would feel that calling and um, warriors, warriors. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's really, and, and, and we're the more, the more you abandon fear, the less power it has over you. And that's really in every context of your life. So I think that probably played a big role in my decision. I mean, I, I didn't really, I think some people were interpreting it as, oh, he must be showing his face now because, you know, he's really confident that we're near the end and all that sort of thing. And I guess to a certain degree, that's true, but I can't tell you that, um, you know, that I have any insights into that or knowing exactly when things are going to end or, or anything along those lines. I think it was really just rooted in in faith. And that and, uh, taking away that because faith is really the antidote to fear, as I say often. 
Absolutely. And you, you've also got people that say, oh, but if he doesn't show his face, he's, he must be controlled opposition. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. Funny. Oh, I get that a lot. Even now that I've shown my face. I mean, people still believe that, which is, you know, I mean, I understand because there's so many people out there. There's so many different voices. We know that there are bad apples amongst us. So, I, I mean, it's not like I blame people for questioning that because I probably would, too. Um so there's that side of it, but then there's also the other side where I know who I am. You know, it's like so I I've never had any connection to any government agency, any any intelligence. I mean, it's 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 about the farthest thing from my actual real life experience. So I know the truth. So therefore, I mean, it doesn't really bother me. But people, you know, some people believe that, and you know, I I question folks out there too. So I don't really blame them, but um, it doesn't doesn't change uh, my approach to my work. I still have people thinking that though. Yeah. What's very important nowadays is the authenticity and the pureness of people. I mean, the masks are all falling off. Mm. It's who you really are, what you stand for. That's that's the most important. And, yeah. and uh, we're, drop, we're, we're, we're like we were talking about the legal fiction. Eh? We've got the person, we've got the living man. Um, mm. People have been playing this role. They've been playing the role of bailiff, or they've been playing the role of police cop, uh, police cop, or playing the role of judge, or even president. But it's the person, it's the living man behind the persona. The person is it comes from persona. Persona is Latin for mask, and these masks are dropping. They have to drop so we can see the pure, authentic, living being behind this mask. And when we all do that, we can start living together and, and caring for together and create a society where we can help each other. That's very important. Yeah, well said. I mean, I, I completely agree with you. And I think that being able to show yourself to the world and share, you know, your true self, your true identity was was, I think, the big the most fulfilling part of this whole thing for me was and I, and having the camera off in the beginning i think it gave me the confidence to be able to do that because i was i was comfortable that no one was going to know who i was and it was really a a true anonymous it was almost like some of my coffee chats in the beginning were like a confession you know because i was just putting things out there that i couldn't talk about in my you know in my normal life i and i still can't so you know i there was that element of it but as time has gone on and i've you know been introduced to the world and you know people in our community know you know my work and they know uh about my show i think um i started to realize that i was able to establish all of that with just my voice and i think in certain ways that was a good thing because there was no sort of um you know there was no complication there it was just like me sharing my views without any kind of identity profile just just an ordinary person and i think that really built a lot of trust when i look back on it now because i think people you know for for certain people they would think oh he's like you said controlled opposition he's hiding his identity i think but for other people who really understood where i was coming from and had they made the same choice to like come out and start putting out videos and, or or do anything publicly they probably would have made the same choice initially to take that first step and then once I took that first step and I started to develop that, I, this this sort of sense of trust with my audience, I think it built into, uh, you know, it led me into a, to a totally different phase where now, you know, I, I think it's more important to share more of myself since, you know, I've, I've already sort of laid that foundation, you know, if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's all about giving your soul the space that it deserves, really. Mm. You, you can like hear you can hear in a person's voice if he's telling the truth. You can sense you can sense if he's 
authentic and if he's if he's trustworthy you can hear it in a in a person's voice and you can sense it i know we are now talking to each other there's a certain chemistry there and we there's a certain uh, um, there's a certain amount of trust i mean we, we know each other now for about a quarter of an hour but you can feel the trust we can we can trust each other we can talk to each other and there's there's no boundaries i mean there's no oh uh, be careful what i say here what we say like, it's in combination with the masks that have to fall off Really? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that you're right. I mean, I think you can. I mean, it was it was strange to me and it's still is still somehow strange to me uh, how people can say that, um, you know, that they would just hear in my voice and they can tell that I'm an authentic person. Um, you know, again, not everyone. That's not 100 percent. Some people think what they think, but most people who listen to me have shared that like they they know that I'm just an ordinary person. I'm not it's pretty obvious that I'm not pushing an agenda. It's pretty obvious that I'm not um, I'm not in this for, uh, you know, to to try to uh, grandstand and pretend that I'm somebody I'm not. I mean, my very first video, I told people the truth, and mm -hmm. I thought it was very important in this, especially in this time frame. Just tell people the truth. Yeah. You know, if I don't know, if you ask me a question, I don't know the answer to it. I'm going to be honest with you and say I don't know, yeah. uh, and I'm going to tell you that I don't really have a a background or anything like that. So to 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 raise people's expectations into into pretending to be something that I'm not. And I think because I built the show on that foundation, um, it was able to engender a lot of trust. But people, I think for the most part, they know I don't have an agenda. My agenda is to find the truth, mm -hmm. and wherever that leads. That's where it leads. And, you know, there have been certain people that I've listened to along the way, even though I, I don't get into names, I don't bad talk anybody. But there have been certain people I've listened to in the beginning that I don't really listen to anymore. I've gone in a different direction. And that's OK. You know, that's totally cool um, because my allegiance is to the truth. I mean, that's really what it's all about. It's not about pushing a narrative. It's not about being loyal to certain people just because they've been on my show or just because I've talked about them in the past. Um, and I've admitted when I'm wrong. And yeah. that's the other thing, you know, telling people that, you know, I don't know everything. I'm going to have I'm going to make mistakes. I'm giving you we my human. analysis. We, that's we it. We are human. We are human. We are human. Humans make yeah. mistakes. And I think people mistakes. recognize that and they see the authenticity in that as opposed to other people who, um, you know, they they try to appear as if they've got all of this. I mean, some people may, some may not. But there are a lot of folks out there who people question because they present themselves as having or as being an authority. And uh, and then when you when you do that. And then you get something wrong or you end up, you know, then people feel like you've misled them. Yeah. And I never wanted to feel like I misled anyone. That's that's the one thing that I've tried to avoid is like because I don't have all the answers. I don't know where all this is going. I certainly have an opinion. It's well researched. I can articulate it well, but I don't have all the answers. And I've never, ever wanted to mislead anyone into thinking mm -hmm. that I do. And, and that gives you a lot of freedom to just, you know, to just be who you are. And I think people resonate with that. There are truthers that they 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 say that they have intel from higher up and from the military. And, and I mean, we all know that Q uh, doesn't uh, no out no outside comms. And uh, there's only right. ten there's only ten individuals in the world, seven military and three civil. Uh, citizens that know exactly what's going on but you mentioned truth and we're living crazy times now patriot and there's a mm -hmm. lot of fake news out there it's really getting difficult to determine what's true and what's false so when you prepare your awesome updates i mean they're really awesome it's fantastic the way you do them which sources 
do you write, rely on? Uh, would you like to share them with the audience? The sources that you that you that you that you follow. Yeah, I listen to a lot of different sources. I mean, my my uh, my viewpoint is to just cast a wide net and mm-hmm. uh, and then use your discernment because you're never going to get one simple narrative that's going to piece everything together. So, I mean, I listen to. Juan O'Savin, certainly. I listen to um, Gene Decode, uh, SG Anon. Some of these people, of course, are guests, frequent guests on my show. Certainly mm-hmm. Carrie Cassidy. Uh, she and I are very close. We, we, we communicate. Actually, I was just texting with her before I got on with you or we talking about this whole situation with Mike Gill and that interview that he did with, uh, I don't know if you saw that with Michelle Moore, where he was calling out mm-hmm. Juan, calling out Nino and all this. So, so Carrie and I, we share, we share information all the time. Um, I also listen to uh, or I read the updates of Q the Storm Rider on Telegram. I think he's Absolutely. I think he's very uh, very good. Um, so there are a lot of different sources. And then I just look at the news. You know, I just see kind of what's out there. It's like I I, I think when I prepare my situation updates, I it's sort of a it's it's kind of a hybrid of presenting the information and and, and analyzing the information of others, but then also putting together my own uh my own view or my own kind of perspective of painting a picture that a lot of it's just simply based upon me arriving at my own conclusions, you know? So it's kind of like a, it's a hybrid of those two things. So I, I listen to a lot of people. Um, I even listen to people that I question whether or not they're actually uh, working for the good guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, because sometimes even in those situations, you can get a lot of inf- interesting information. Um, they can reveal things inadvertently. And to a trained eye or to a trained ear, I think uh, sometimes that can be very beneficial always. I think it's always a good opportunity to um, or it's a good idea, I should say, to to, you know, allow yourself the opportunity to cast that wide net and don't put up walls and blinders. Because I think if you do see that's I think a lot of people do that because they just can't handle all of the information. They can't handle all the different voices and everything that's conflicting, all of the deception. And but I think once once an individual accepts the true nature of the way that this war is being fought, and you understand the not not being an expert, but you understand the basics of the art of war and how the good guys are also kind of pretending to be the bad guys in order to get in there and to manipulate and infiltrate. There's there's a whole game that's going on. That a lot of people just can't wrap their brain around. And so what they want is it's kind of like, you know, just like mainstream media, they'll give you one cohesive narrative. And no matter where you tune in, it's basically the same narrative. And I think then people graduate from that. They realize they're being lied to by the mainstream media, but they haven't necessarily let go of this mentality where it's got to be one source or a couple of different sources that are all aligned and, and give you that cohesive narrative. That's not that's not the briar patch that we're in right now. And we are in an entirely different asymmetrical fifth generation, whatever you want to call it. It's in an unprecedented informational, psychological, spiritual war. It's a hybrid of all of those things put together. And once you realize that the good guys also deal in deception uh, and you accept that, even if you have a problem with it from a moral standpoint, it makes it a lot easier to navigate this information, in my view. I mean, Q has always said distractions are real and disinformation is necessary. I mean, right. if 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 we know what's going to happen and we know the real story, obviously the enemy knows it too. That's right. 
That's right. And I have to remind myself of that a lot of the time because I'm, th- I'm sitting there thinking to myself like, oh, I can't figure this out, you know, trying to figure out who's who yeah. and you know to solve the riddle. But then I have to remind myself if I can figure it out, that means that the enemy can figure it out. And that means it wasn't a very ingenious plan to begin with. But that's what I think is going on. I think you've got individuals out there. Um, you know, General Flynn's a perfect example. Uh, you yeah. know, a guy who's been scrutinized. I mean, I remember when Lynn Wood came out and attacked him, you know, a couple of years ago. And there was this big, you know, divide in the Patriot community over it. And there have been others who have really questioned Flynn and and a lot of his behavior, a lot of the things that he's done. um, It's definitely questionable. But I actually think that he's one of these guys. I mean, he's the guy, actually, in terms of being a master of spycraft. This guy is the he's he's a genius when it comes to intelligence and, and counterintelligence psychological operations. So I think Michael Flynn is a perfect example of a guy who's playing both sides. And that's why there's so much fog of war. But that's also why we're continuing to see the leaks come. We're continuing to see the deep state being maneuvered into places that they don't want to be to accelerate their timeline. All the things that have happened along the way, it's been because the good guys have been in there posing, I think, playing both sides to a degree. And I think a lot of people don't accept that. I think from a moral standpoint, you could have a really interesting conversation about a philosophical conversation, but we're at war. And I think that when you're at war, that the the primary objective is to win. And I think that the only way that they could win this war, they determined this a long time ago after President Kennedy was killed, was through deception, was Mm -hmm. through the art of war, asymmetrical warfare. And they had to use deception. It's part of the game. And so I think there are a lot of folks out there who... I mean, it's like the same questions. Why aren't the white hats doing this? Why aren't the white hats doing that? Why is the mainstream media there? Why is is the border still open? Why are they doing? Why are they allowing all of these things that Trump is really commander in chief? And that's where you really have to understand the art of war and ultimately where they're leading us. And I think that certainly a lot of this stuff is optical. Not all of it is real, but there are certain very real threats. I think that we're going to have. Um, I think we're going to have a major, major scare event here in the United States. Uh, I don't know how it's going to play out throughout the rest of the world, but I, that's always been my anticipation. Q told us it was necessary. I mean, and, and if uh, if all else fails, that's what I go back to is the Q drops. I do believe that there's going to be some sort of a major event, um, but uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that you know we're going to we're going to go off the deep end. I, I think we're going to get through it to the other side, but I'm, I'm kind of, I've kind of gotten a little off track there, but, you know, I was just talking a little about general Flynn, you know, as, as an example um, that, you know, this is how the white hats are fighting this war. And you have to, in my view, you have to accept that in order to be able to really interpret what's going on. Mm-hmm. Q always says mankind has to reach the precipice before they are willing to change. Yeah? That's it. That's so it. We will have, we will have to, people, you, you can't tell them you have to show them. And there's still a very vast majority of people, they do not see it. Exactly. They, have, they, have, they haven't the slightest clue what's going on. Mm-hmm. So you have to show them, show them the hard way. They will have to feel it. And that, in which way this necessary scare event is going to turn out, I think it's, it'll have to do with money. Because if you, if you, get, if you get people's money, they the, 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 the their attention real fast. <laughs> gets, uh, yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. And so it, it will have to happen, and we're not there yet. We're not there. So uh, we see crazy things happening, crazy things. We we know it's crazy. Other people might think, hmm, 
That was a bit weird. But we can see it's absolutely crazy in this show. We're in a shit show. I mean, it, it has to get really absurd and really totally absurd before people will see it and start asking us, eh? okay, well, tell me, what's, what the hell is going on? You know, Because too many people are watching the idiot box all day. Mm-hmm. The television. Yeah. Tell yeah. lie vision. Tell lie vision. They're getting still getting programmed up between the ears, and it's it's, it's unbelievable, really. But yeah, I mean, we were talking about making mistakes, you know, and, and following the wrong path. We cannot make mistakes, Peter, because they're all lessons. We we are learning our lessons in this process. Indeed, we can't make mistakes, really. There's no mistake. No, absolutely, and that's a great philosophical uh, a point that you're making there. But it's a spiritual point, really, and I think absolutely. that's um, you know we're going to continue to make mistakes regardless of whether we're talking about you know, uh, projecting into the future about or speculating about how all this is going to go. Of course, we're going to make mistakes there. But in a larger sense, we're all going to make mistakes, period. We're supposed to. And I think that's also, you know, something that that's uh, important to embrace. But, you know, as far as, you know, the point you made about uh, the, the scare event and people waking up, I mean, it's it's a strange paradox, I have to say, because I live in an area where there's not a lot of people that you would consider to be awake, at least not on the surface. Where you know, I live in a very liberal part of the United States, uh, totally brainwashed. Why am I still here? That's a whole other story. I'm not going to get into that. But you know, but yet I'm continue. So you don't see a lot of visual evidence that people are waking up. But then yeah. when you start to hear people talking and you and you hear about stories. I was just talking to a friend today who was telling me that all of a sudden his father has like gotten red pilled about the jab. And unfortunately, he's already had a couple, but certainly, you know, they're trying to ramp this whole thing up again. And now all of a sudden he's saying, you know what, I'm done with that. I'm not doing it anymore. And so I think that there is uh, there's a shift that's happening, but it's one thing we don't have the time. To, to go, you know, super slow, because I think, as you pointed out, you know, the money issue is, is really coming to a head. There's a whole bunch of military uh, conflicts around the world that are escalating. I don't think we have the time to go slow, slow, slow and, and allow people to gradually just gradually get there. I think that we are at a point where you have to have and Q, Q knew this all along, that there was going to come a time where you're really going to have to rip off the mandate. I mean, and, we'll have, we'll need a Deus ex machina moment. That's exactly. when God intervenes. I mean, there's lots of innocent children and women uh, being killed daily. I mean, uh, uh, Q has always said crimes against the ch- children will, will unite humanity. And every day is a day too long, in my opinion. I mean, we've got to save these kids. And uh, I mean, there's a lot of people that they, they know that they sense that something's going on, but they, 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 they show herd behavior and herd behavior is no, don't stick your neck out. You know, don't, don't, don't be the black sheep in the herd because you'll be kicked out. You know, it's the same with the vaccinated and the unvaccinated uh, and, and Trump believers and non-Trump believers. Uh, but it's, it's all to do with fear, of course. And uh, what you say, we, we have to, we have to get to that band aid moment because it's, uh, I mean, there's one thing is for sure. The moment is, is getting closer. <laughs> <laughs> but how long is it going to take? I mean, people, uh, uh, it's, it's all to do with patience. People are getting impatient. It's very discouraging, especially for the Patriots. You know, um, I like, like um, when was it? We have this uh, official Q clock net, uh, uh, official, Q official net slash password. It's this, it's this, um, it's this site, this one here. And it, um, 
it was all on zero last night. I think it was last night, and apparently nothing happened. But uh, now we've got 10 days, and it says here, 10 days, total chaos, Merry Christmas. And now um, uh, the last developments, Trump is to hold a rally tonight, uh, Patriot, in Durham. He's doing his rally in Durham. I don't know where Durham is, but uh, that's... North Carolina. Okay, it's not so important. But we know what Durham is. We don't. We know what Durham is. Durham is, is one of the boats, or it's the boat that crossed the Delaware. George mm-hmm. Washington crossed the Delaware uh, uh, in the night of 25th, 26th of December in 1776. And we all know what that means. And if we count the days from now on, it's the 25th of December. And it says here, 10 days total chaos. Is it, does he mean these coming 10 days? And it says here, Merry Christmas. So there's a lot of things matching up here. We see how the, apparently these lines are matching up. And it says here, the world as you know it is over with. Uh, Patient, are we look, what are we looking at here? Is this, is this a legit uh, uh, website? I mean, Q hasn't posted for a long while now. Uh, I don't know if Q is going to post at all in, in the future. But this site, this site has taken it over, apparently. And Q has always said, no outside comms. He yeah. said that. Mm-hmm. Everything outside the Q board, the Intel board, is fake. So what are we looking at? Is this fake? Is this hopium? Is this uh, kicking the can down the road again? I mean, if this, if nothing happens on the 25th of December, I think a lot of people are going to be pissed. Well, see, that's the problem is when you uh, and I and I learned this a while ago. Um, it's very easy to get. I mean, back in 2020, people, I mean, you know, early 2021, we started talking about dates. We started to making predictions and, and listening to all these people say it's going to happen this time. It's going to happen that time. Yeah. And, you know, even to this day, I mean, if you read and, I, you know, it's it, it, no disrespect to, to anyone. But, you know, if you read like the, you know, the Judy Byington reports or the Restored Republic, you know, all those things, it's like every single day. You know, you're being told you're being strung along, yeah. you know, it's going to happen this time. It's going to happen that. I mean, it's just a, it's it's a constant dangling the carrot on the end of the stick. So absolutely, I absolutely. got to a point a long time ago. And I think really what did it for me, if you want the truth, was um, after the midterm elections, because I think myself and many, many people out there didn't really think we thought there was going to be intervention, military intervention that was going to happen before the midterms. And here we are. And so I think at that point, I was just finally done with with trying to, uh, you know, to pinpoint a date. And when you really stop and think about it, it's like you said, you told us no operational comms. And there's not going to be any. I mean, even Trump said we're never going to tell you when we're going to strike, but strike and attack we will. And mm-hmm. I think that that really is is the bottom line. I think that it's it's easy to get wrapped up in all this stuff. Um, but I think, you know, you're kind of like and, and I understand why people do it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we're all at a point where we're losing patience. We're all at a point where we're battle fatigued, especially people like us who are in the fight. Uh, We all want this to happen. But uh, do I think that that's, I mean, I'm not going to say whether it's legit or not legit because I don't have the background or the the ability to be able to answer that question definitively. But my instinct tells me that anyone or anything that's trying to point to a specific date and time that everything is going to change and that everything is going to happen. Um, I, I'm suspect of that. I don't think that that's uh, the way. Now, tr- I mean, Trump has said, you know, he's made references to, you know, a, a really Merry Christmas and all these things. And I know that kind of gets tied into it. And the early Christmas as well, uh, Patriot. We're going to have an early Christmas. Yeah, well, right. 
<laughs> right when i mean it's like you know it's like he said that i think it was a couple of years ago if i'm not yeah. mistaken so i mean it's yeah. it's you know and trump trump deals in deception as well i mean i mentioned general flynn but i mean the reality is, is trump does the same thing he's a master at it he's mm-hmm. a master at trolling the enemy providing disinformation throwing them off the scent you know this is this is the game that's being played and you just have to accept it but um, if anybody could crack the code if you or i could do it that means the enemy can do it and that means that it's not a very good plan and that you know i mean i, I just don't i don't buy into that stuff anymore now is it possible anything's possible sure mm-hmm. it's possible i mean and there there are people predicting every single day when things are going to happen sooner or later somebody's going to be right just by default right <laughs> You know, because it's just going to happen, right? But and then they're going to all of a sudden they're going to think that they're a genius, but that's really not the way it works. I don't no. think that the cats are are communicating. I think that they're leaking information, and I think that they have certain individuals whom I suspect are not part of that team necessarily. They could be, but they have a direct line. Yeah, I that's but that's about as far as we go, and and, the, and even those individuals. Um, they're going to be fed disinformation as well. So whether yeah. they're putting out disinformation on their of their own volition or whether like whether they're conscious of it, even we don't know. Nope. And so that's why we have to use our discernment. But that's why it's also the reason that I'm I'm typically focused on the big picture, you know. And I can get lost in the weeds, you know. I, I've been doing that, um, you know, recently, honestly, just trying to figure out certain the ins and outs of certain information. But at the end of the day. We have to remind ourselves that this is a global operation and there are so many moving pieces and so many parts to it that that's really what, what you really, I think, are best served focusing on is the big picture and the overall trajectory of where things are headed, where we were and where things are actually headed and being able to interpret how the deep state, despite their confidence game and despite their gaslighting and every, I mean, all of their actions to me are evidence that they're desperate. And that they're losing control, and they've not been in control for a very long time. Yeah, and we don't, we don't, we don't want to get distracted as well. There's lots of distraction. Huh? That's it. That's it. I mean, the distractions are everywhere. All you have to do is just, you know, scroll through your Telegram and scroll through your news feed, and it's just like, I mean, you know, there's a million different things out there that are, um, are I guess, vying for your attention. And mm-hmm. I think it's a good thing. To make sure you're on top of everything that's going on if you're you know part of this movement but i think you can get very easily distracted away from the big picture and i think that that when you really zoom out and you think about what this war is really all about and what we're really fighting for this better world that that we want to leave behind i think that that's what the enemy is trying to avoid they're trying to insert so much disinformation and so much chaos and destruction to, as well to to create division right yeah, that's what they do as well. yeah. and we have to keep using our discernment stay awake observe do not absorb look around and now and again step back do a step back and just observe absolutely it's, you're going to soak everything in and it's going to confuse yourself it's going to confuse you and that's very it's very dangerous really it is and i think but that's really the the whole idea is to confuse yeah. and then ultimately divide through that confusion yeah, that's doing a really good job. 
And that's the game plan. And that's what they've always done. You know, they've yeah. always manipulated us and divided us, but they're doing it now more so than ever. And that's why, to me, it's so obvious that there are definitely deep state enemy plants inside of our movement. Now, again, I have my viewpoint on a lot of that stuff. I don't I don't share my viewpoints about individuals. I don't name people. I don't call people out. But I definitely believe that there are a lot of individuals in our movement that are there to do exactly that. They're there to provide all sorts of counter narratives to the point where, I mean, this is complex, even as you know, just, just, I mean, if even just looking at one narrative, it's complex enough to try to figure out what's going on. But then if you've got 50 or a hundred different versions and people are saying, no, this guy's good, that guy's bad. This one's good. That one's not, this is what happened here. That's not what happened there. Um, I think that that really is part of it. Part of it is the white hats engaging in disinformation. That's a, that's something that we can never forget. And I've, I've talked about that, but I think there the other side of it is that it's, it's also the deep state doing exactly the same thing, but for different reasons. I think the, the white hats, the good guys are doing it to game the enemy and the bad guys are doing it to try to cause division inside of this movement because they know that the minute that humanity unifies around a common enemy and identifies them as the enemy, despite all of our differences, despite where we live, anywhere in the world, despite what color of our skin is, I mean, despite any any of those things, the fact of the matter is they're out to kill all of us. And the minute that becomes part of the human consciousness, the mass consciousness, that's when that's the point where they can't walk down the street anymore. And that's why they're so desperate to prevent that from happening. And they know that the tip of the spear is what we do, is our community. We are the tip of the spear in terms of uniting humanity around the truth. So if you're the enemy, you want to go directly to the tip of the spear and you want to try to blunt that spear. Because if we get divided and we can't figure out who's who and we're all fighting amongst each other in the patriot community, who are we not fighting? And what's happening? What's happening is we're fighting uh, we're fighting each other more and we're putting more emphasis on that than mm-hmm. we are on them. But really, in the bigger picture, it's about the collective consciousness unifying, like I said, around the acknowledgement that they are the enemy. And that's what Absolutely. they're trying to prevent. Absolutely. How do you think we will look back at this these yeah, this this period in 100 years? How do you think we'll look back at this? Well, that's a tough question. I mean, I, I think that. Uh, I don't even think that we have the ability to even remotely. I don't think we can even begin to understand what the world's going to look like in a hundred years. No, um, no, no, I don't need. Uh, what I mean is, uh, how will people or talk or see in hundred years time the, about the, what we're doing now? Yeah, right. Yes, no, I, got, exactly. I got you. I got you. I'm just because I'm, uh, because Hugh says it's going to be biblical. That's what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I think that what we're doing right now is completely unprecedented in human history. I think that it is. It's probably going to be I mean, this is what kind of where I was going was saying that we have no way of looking, even beginning to understand what the world's going to look like 100 years from now. But it's going to be, in my view, a complete paradise a nirvana compared to where we are right now. And when people look back historically at where we were and what we had to go through to take that, to, to really take humanity and save humanity from the precipice of destruction and having it be not just a military operation, but a military 
and civilian alliance in order to do that. Um, I don't think there's ever been another story like that in the history of the world. And if the world, I mean, you can imagine in a hundred years from now, you know, sickness and death being eradicated. Um, I mean, people being able to keep their money, actual real money, you know, constitutional uh, gold and silver backed currencies, uh, taking away insurance. No, no poverty anymore, no, no slavery, poverty, no, no debt slavery system, uh, abundance, because there's enough space for everybody. There's enough money for everybody, although I don't think we will really need money. Uh, when you look at the earth, uh, uh, re- regardless of the shape, I think it's flat, but that's my opinion. Uh, the earth is 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 uh, is created by 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 God, the source, and it's abundance. I mean, if you look at apple, an apple that falls from the apple tree, there's 20 seeds in it. It can create 20 trees from one apple. I mean, it's abundance. But the cabal, the 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 evil, the globalists, what you want to call them, they've brought us in this in this uh, mindset of scarcity, you know, and. Uh, not enough, and there's too many people. Georgia Guidestones, of course, uh, 500 million is to be in balance with the nature. The rest has all, all got to be, you know, eradicated. I mean, we will have this abundance. And when we have abundance, there will not be any divide, division anymore. And we won't be uh, smashing each other's, each other's heads because you've got more than I've got. We will have enough. Oh, absolutely. And I think that it's going to be a world where... I think that the recognition a hundred years from now, when people yeah. compare the world that they live in mm-hmm. to the world that they almost inherited, I, I think it's hard to say that they're not going to look back at our time with the greatest admiration you could possibly imagine. They won't envy us. I think that what we're doing, not you know, I'm I'm not a person to pat myself on the back or anyone else or to pat, patronize anyone or anything like that. You know, it's it's, but I think that 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 folks who are standing up for the truth. People who have, as you said, walked away from the fear and embraced faith and, and embraced their belief in humanity, their belief in God amongst all against all odds. I mean, against the literal genocide that we survived because of this. And yeah. what we did, I think, is going to be written about and talked about not just for hundreds of years, but for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And had the courage to stand up. Stand up and defend defend your rights as well. And in the same way that we look back at our ancestors, you know, you have your, you know, you're in your country, you have your heroes, we have our heroes. We know that if if people didn't stand up for the truth, for justice, if people weren't willing to fight, we would have nothing. And and when you when you look at how close we were because of the MK Ultra program, because of the you know the mass indoctrination of mainstream media because of the entire deception that our lives were built upon. I mean, it really is a divine act that we were even able to discover the truth. Yeah. I think that's really what the Q drops were all about. It was about educating humanity mm-hmm. and, and knowing what we were going to do with that, that we weren't just going to sit there and passively take in all of this information and not stand up and fight. I mean, a lot of us don't really didn't know what to do with it at first, but I think that God knew and that's how he assembled all of his random warriors uh, he knew that we were going to be the ones who aren't. We weren't going to be able to to turn our conscience off to it, and yeah. and that we were going to have to make that decision. You know, and both of us reached that decision 
And there, there are so many people out there who reach that same crossroads in their life where they had to ask themselves, what are, what are you willing to do? And, and I have children and, you know, I think to myself, if I don't stand up now, if I'm not a part of this, how could I ever look them in the eye, you know, Absolutely. when they get to be older and, and yeah. look at me and say, dad, what did you do? How, how could you know this? How could you know what they were doing to the children? How could you even look at yourself in the mirror without actually doing something to help? And, you know, I think that that is going to be what the the driver of, like I said, thousands of years of of history, I think, is going to look back at this time as the, the most crucial and pivotal period in all of humanity history. Yeah, that's the way I see it as well. Uh, the positive aspect of COVID, of course, is this awakening. I mean, it's woke people up from yeah, this. This isn't right. There's something wrong here. And I mean, they've, they've shown what they've what they were going to do. They've shown it is right in our faces and it's it's really waking the masses up. And it's got to get to this exponential point that it does this. But it's a question of time and patience, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that this, you know, it's really possible that they're going to try to ramp this thing up again, but it's going to be a non-starter at this point. I don't think anyone, I mean, there, there are still some people who are going to line up for it. Don't get me wrong. But I think when you, when you look at Pfizer, I think their stock went down 50% in one year. I mean, that, what does that tell you? I mean, they're, they're not, I mean, that's the thing is so sometimes you have to look at those barometers and not so much focused on, you know, the idiot who's still wearing the mask driving around in their car, because you're going to see that too. And you have to decide, am I going to look at that person and think that that person is representative of the majority? Or am I going to look at the, the information coming out that, you know, that Pfizer and all of these other uh, companies, they're, they're canceling the shots. They're, they're, they're losing money left and right. My personal view is they've already been bankrupted behind the scenes, and this is kind of a public rollout of all mm. of that. But uh, one way or another, I mean, whether that's true or whether that's not about you know it, what's going on behind the scenes, we can see very clearly that people are rejecting it, and people are not world worldwide. I mean, the jig is up. I mean, and more more information is going to come out. This is just the beginning of all the disclosure. I think that Rand Paul is going to go after Fauci. He's, I mean, this is going to get really interesting in 2024. But people have already woken up. And I don't mm -hmm. think they're going to be able to play that card. They might try. I mean, uh, but I don't. I, I don't think it's it's going to work the same way. I don't think they're in a position to to deceive humanity at that level. After you know these past few years, I mean, sure, there are some people like I mean, I forget how many percentage wise are going to be lost to history. Like they're just never going to wake up. They're never going to get it. But I think a vast majority of people will. And it's just a question of uh, you know how far people need to be pushed. But I think that's where we get back into that scare event. You know, I mean, people, there, there comes a point where every given everything that we know um, that needs to come out, there, there needs to be a, a sort of a watershed moment. And I think we're getting very, very close to that. Personally, I don't see us going uh, past 2024. I've said I've been very clear. I think that uh, if we get to here in the United States, another election cycle and we see uh, you know, something similar to what we've seen in the past few elections. Um, I, I think, honestly, that's um, it's a bridge too far. It's going to be a bridge too far for people. And I don't I don't think the White Hats are going to allow it to get to that point. Um, I think we're going to have intervention before then. I think that Trump is going to come back, but I don't think he's going to necessarily come back. I, I don't actually think he's going to come back by way of being elected. I still mm -hmm. think the issue of 2020 is still on the table. But again, the minute you have another election in 2024, 2020 is in the history books at that point. 
And that's allowed to to stand. And Trump has been very clear about this. If that is allowed to stand, Mm -hmm. then you're never going to have another free election. You're not going to have a country. Yeah. And I think that that's true. And I so I think that we're in that that critical phase right now. I do. Twenty twenty will have to be, yeah. Twenty twenty will have to be fixed. That's for sure. It has to be. It has to be because I I just don't see. I I don't see the patriot community sticking accepting together. Except and I think that what's going to happen is well, let's put it this way: sticking together. Yeah, but I think the conversation will be a very very different one. I Absolutely. think that right now there are a lot of people out there who are you know telling you telling everyone hey get ready because things are going to come and there's going to be a civil war and there's going to be all of these things there are a lot of people out there talking about that mm-hmm. and then there are other folks out there who are saying well of course we always reserve the right to go down that road if we have to we don't want to go down that road but i mean i've always seen that at least i, I can only speak for myself i i think that civil war picking up arms um is a last resort and i see the q operation even though we're seeing death around the world, we're seeing kinetic battles. I think that the Q operation was largely designed to avoid what the deep state wanted to to foster inside of every country in the in the world, or as many as they could, which was civil war. Because yeah. that's the best way to get a population to to deep to depopulate. Well, it's it's one of the best ways to get the people to kill each other. Mm-hmm. And once people start picking up arms and with all the confusion and all the chaos and all the deception, the fog of war, they're not even going to know who the enemy is. And that could, I mean, I think that once, if that, if that ever came, if that day ever came, um, it would be almost impossible to, to scale it back at that point. Mm-hmm. And I've never imagined, I mean, I think, yes, there, there could be certain, um, there, there could be certain areas and, and, and pockets where people are going to have to defend their homes and defend their families. Like we, we get that the military may not be able to be everywhere all at once. But I believe that this this whole plan has been, you know, the Q tells us the military is the only way, not the yep. militia. You know, yep. so I, I think that uh, you know, I think that there's a lot of deception going on on that front as well. But I I I think in the end there's going to be a scare event. It's going to be difficult to get through. I think there are going to be there is going to be violence as a part of it, but I don't think that it's going to devolve into a civil war. I don't there is going to be collateral believe. damage as well. There is going to be collateral damage as well. I mean, it's a war. It's a world war. This is a real world war. The first and the second world wars weren't world wars. It's quite simple. It wasn't the whole world engaged, but because of all this, the the whole world is. But you mentioned civil war, and we're going to touch on that shortly, because the 8th of December, this uh, movie was uh, released, eh? Leave the World Behind, what was full of symbolism and predictive programming and messaging. And in April of 2024, there's a new film uh, going to be released. It's called Civil War. And that could be predictive programming as well. Of course. Of course. That's exactly what it is. I mean, you know, you could look at these. Uh, we, we kind of touched upon, you know, Hollywood a little bit. And, you know, looking at I think I think it was before we started recording. I'm not sure. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, that's that's the main way that they engage in programming and predictive programming. Now, you can look at it in one of two ways. Um, is this the white? Is this the deep state doing what they always do, which is you know putting these ideas out there and trying to get the mass consciousness to move in that direction, or or, or have, has consciousness shifted enough on a mass scale where people are going to recognize it and even wonder if it's the good guys who are putting this out to get people to think, to get people to see this is where we're actually headed, to get people to wake up. I mean, yeah. you can see um, even on uh, mainstream type platforms, the topics like World War Three 
are trending on a regular basis. It's not as if, the, you know, even the normies out there, they can see what's happening in the world. And, you know, I'm naked. They, they clearly they know that there's a war going on in Ukraine. Clearly, they know there's a war going on in Israel. There's all types of you know countries basically preparing for larger scale conflicts for world war. So it's not as if that has escaped the consciousness. The question is, who's really driving that behind the scenes? My suspicion at this point is, um, I mean, depending on the show, I think I think the White Hats may have more of a hand in that than a lot of people might think. Now, I could be wrong, but either way. The fact that humanity is recognizing it as something that's not just simply entertainment anymore and that there's more and more people out there talking about it. They're not just passively watching this the way that we used to watch. I mean, back in the day, remember movies like Independence Day and all these other, you know, predictive programming type movies that people just sat there with their popcorn and had no idea. But now people are looking at it with an entirely different lens. And I think I shared with you that was probably one of the biggest red pills for me ever. Was when I discovered that 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 fiction is really most of the time when it's coming out of Hollywood, it's it's mainly fact. I mean, they 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 introduce some, they they fictionalize some of it for plausible deniability, but most of the stuff that you see in movies actually does exist. Yep. And once you get a once you get a taste of that, it changes <laughs> everything. It changes the way that you view all types of entertainment, and you realize that it's you know it's it, it's cloaked in entertainment, it's cloaked in fiction, but as you know, and I'm sure you're probably most of your audience knows that in the occultic belief system, mm-hmm. they believe that they have to tell you what they're going to do to you. They have to show you everything. They have to disclose everything. And if you don't recognize it, that's on you. Yeah. And I think that humanity has finally gotten to a point where a lot. Of, I mean, I can't say we've hit a critical point where we have a critical mass. No, maybe not. But we're getting very, very close. There are more and more people talking about these things. And. That's really what the deep state is is ultimately trying to prevent. And I think the White Hats are using the deep state tactics against them. I think that's a big part of it as well. They recognize how the enemy has programmed people over so many years, and they're using the same tactics, but to deprogram. Because on the one hand, you've got all of these fictional, quote unquote, fictional uh, stories on, on Netflix, like leaving the world behind and all these other ones. And then on the other hand, you've got all of these real world events that are happening, all of these red pill events that people can't really ignore. And so I think the combination of those two things is 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 what's happening. You've got infiltrators, good guys who have infiltrated the bad guys, and they have no idea who these people are. I mean, usually when we talk about infiltration, it's in the context of the enemy and that because that's exactly what they did. That's how they, they that's how they came into into power all over the world. They infiltrated all of the major uh, levers of power all throughout the world. I think the White Hats took that same approach and they're reversing everything against the enemy. They're using the enemy's own tactics to deprogram people. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, There are um, rumors that uh, this war in Gaza and the Gaza Strip, that it's all a movie and that the, the the residents of Gaza, the civilians were moved out during the World Cup uh, soccer in 2022 do you know that uh, story do you know that narrative i actually hadn't heard that no well i'll show you a short clip uh, patriot and uh, we can discuss it but it's quite convincing this i mean uh, if this is true then what are we looking at i mean what what, what are we experiencing this is this short clip listen this okay. is the one 40 years ago 
Most of this was desert. Now there's a glittering metropolis, the fastest growing desert city on the planet, Dubai. When I first came here, none of this existed. It was one huge big desert. Building a city like this in one of the hottest, inhospitable places on Earth seems impossible. So how did engineers do They came from all over, waving green, white, red and black. 32 nations are represented at the World Cup in Doha, but only one has drawn legions of exuberant fans without playing a single match. Israel caught off guard after the largest and deadliest escalation of violence in decades. Tonight, rockets and airstrikes continue to rain down on Israel and Gaza after a day of shock, death and destruction. Many may not yet be able to comprehend it, but my theory is that the Gaza... If you look at this short footage here, Patriot, when you look at the tank here and, and the nuzzle, this is definitely a video game. So what we're looking at here is, is a video game. And if you look at, if you take it a bit back, when you look at this, this here, there's, you, you don't see anybody, any, anybody on the streets. There's nobody on the streets. There's these bombardments going on. There's nobody on the streets. So this looks like a controlled demolition of this building. Look again. Israel caught off guard after the largest and deadliest escalation of... See? There's nobody on the streets. Nobody. ...violence in decades. Tonight, rockets and airstrikes continue to rain down on Israel and Gaza after a day of shock, death, and destruction. Many may not yet be able to... And this is the video game. <laughs> ...comprehend it, but my theory is that the Gaza Strip was empty long before the war film production began the 7th of October, 2023. The FIFA World Cup in... This is very remarkable what comes mm. now in a short moment. Mm. I'll, just, I'll just stop it, the video, and I'll show it you. ...in 2022 provided the perfect alibi to fly all Palestinians... ...this here. What do we see here? We see this is the slogan. This is the emblem of the World Cup. This is the snake that's eating his own tail. That's got a symbolism as well. But what do we see here? We see FIFA World Cup and we see Qatar 2022. But we've got this space here. There, that space. Why would they have that space there? Hmm. Interesting. If you drop this W into this space, what do you get? War. You at war. You at war, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Ah. Okay. Huh? To the United Arab Emirates. They were able to move to their new homeland via nearby Qatar, free Palestine, in the United Arab Emirates. They were welcomed with full flag waving. Just do a search on Palestinian flag, World Cup 2022 on YouTube. You will be amazed. Talk about that flag. The flag of the United Arab Emirates is virtually identical to the Palestinian flag. Only the red triangle has been replaced by a rectangle. The Free Palestine slogan on the flags during the World Cup was not an expression of wishful thinking, nor was it a protest slogan. No, 
The slogan Free Palestine was a celebratory expression of the new Free Palestine that the Palestinians were now going to move into. Their new homes in Dubai and Abu Dhabi, the free and completely newly built Palestine and the United Arab Emirates. The World Cup was the moment of the move. It was the perfect moment because the entire Western world was longing for a bit of relief so soon after all those corona restrictions. The Qatar World Cup was exempted from any kind of measures regarding the so-called virus. And while the Palestinians were being flown to Qatar, we in the West were mainly concerned about the slaves who had to build all those stadiums. In the context of if you look to the left, you see nothing on the right. The great migration operation could take place under the alibi of the World Cup. It's time for you to see it. The war in Gaza is completely staged in order to be able to launch the messianic figure. To do this, religious prophecies must be followed, and those prophecies require the violence of war and the threat of world war. Who is this messianic figure? Who gets to play the role of the Messiah? The same person who, together with his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, made the Abraham Accords, that deal that agreed that the Palestinians would get a new land in the United Arab Emirates, in the beautiful new cities of Dubai and Abu Dhabi. I'm talking, of course, about Donald Trump. The agreements were probably already made during the conversations between US President Bill Clinton, Israeli Prime Minister Ehud Barak and Palestinian leader Yasser Arafat at Camp David, July 2000. Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum, the ruler of the UAE, announced the construction of New Dubai in 2002 and construction started in 2003. It is not for nothing that the Moroccan team held up the Palestinian flag after winning against Spain and reaching the semi-finals. The entire World Cup revolved around Free Palestine. Free Palestine, the new homeland. We have arrived in Free Palestine. Amazing, this huh? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's an interesting concept. I'm not, I, actually, that's a first for me. I hadn't really been introduced to that. Um, well, I mean, let me tell you this. I mean, I, I can say this about the, the war in Israel. Um, we all know that there's no way that Israel was caught off guard. We all know that this was a staged operation. We all know yeah. that Hamas was basically created by yeah. the Israeli intelligence agencies, Mossad primarily. And of course, Netanyahu also had a hand in that, admittedly, to try to prevent uh, a two-state solution. I mean, he's been very, very clear about that. So I, I think that, I mean, it, it's really been, it's been in the mainstream media. Uh, it's not been a, 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 anything that they've hidden. They've, they've wanted to have Hamas in place so that they could have this other, you know, this this other group, which is the PLO, and, and that we're pushing for a two-state solution that they could have this controlled opposition these quote unquote terrorists to be able to derail that process because that's never been uh, in their agenda. Now, whether or not uh, this there's any tr there's any truth to that, uh, the mass migration under the, co the cover of the World Cup, I mean, it's certainly a, an interesting concept. I mean, I can tell you that I have listeners in Israel who have uh, written to me and they've basically described a lot of what's been going on there. And they describe a scenario where, you know, that's, you know, very much aligned with the story that we've been given, that there is an actual war going on, uh, that they have, uh, you know, they know people who were killed and, and so on and so forth by these rockets. Now, whether or not um, whether or not all of the uh, the residents of Gaza were actually moved out of there under the cover of the World Cup, I don't know. I mean, that's certainly. Uh, it's a possibility. 
it's mind-boggling, really, isn't it? It is mind-boggling. We've, we've, how many times has Q mentioned that we are watching a movie? We are watching a movie. <laughs> well, so yeah, much. I mean, I, I think that that's the, that's really the big question, though, is like, I, you know, that that's this is the problem I have with the whole movie thing because I, I I think that we are, and you hear me, I mean, you listen to my show, so you know. I talk about the pantomime. I talk about the the elements of this that are scripted. Um, but I also temper it a little bit by, um, you know, I, I think at one point in time, I wanted to believe that everything was just a movie. And there are still people out there who are, you know, kind of presenting that narrative that that the White Hats are basically in control to that degree um, where they could fool the entire world and that you know that they would really mean if that, if that were the case i guess is this is my point is that if let's just say that this is true and uh there was this mass migration under the cover of the world cup in 2022 that would mean that the white hats have complete control over the information that gets to us at least to me that would seem the logical conclusion because if the enemy had the ability to derail to, to derail this the, the cover of this whole operation. I mean, because clearly we know this was not something that they wanted to have happen. Um, that would mean that they, you know, they would be very actively trying to uh, to spread knowledge about what was a covert operation. And so that's where I kind of run into the. That's one element of it where I, I question uh, whether or not these these theories that if true would be absolutely like you said mind blowing um uh, that's one element of it that i question is just the, the the degree to which the white hats would have to have complete control over the dispensation of information to pull something like that off undercover uh and then of course there's also the issue of um you know there's verifiably there's still people being killed all around the world real events are still happening real uh you know in i just don't think that um, I, there's only so far I can really buy in, uh, without having more information, I guess is my point. You know, I, I think I've had a lot of, uh, individuals who have reached out to me, like I said, who live in the middle East, who have described the situation there. And it would mean that they would have to be lying as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'd like to believe it, but I'm skeptical. There's that's lots, awesome. there's lots they will have to be held accountable for anyway. I mean, uh, when you look at uh, Trump, I mean, this whole warp speed thing and why he is uh, openly defending uh, Israel, you know, the Judeo-Christian beliefs. And apparently he's not saying it, but it looks as, to me as if he's, you know, Palestine is the enemy and they have to be destroyed. And even um, who was mentioning that as well, uh, Robert F. Kennedy as well, RFK Jr., uh, openly supporting Israel. I mean, what the hell is going on? You know, it's a complex question. It's like, you know, you, you kind of morph that together with Trump and the vaccine and, you know, people just scratching their head and going, how does this make any sense? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, I think for me, it comes back to when you when you look at Trump, for example, in the vaccine, the, the same uh, point that I had made about, you know, General Flynn and the White Hats and their whole strategy of playing both sides Um I think that the same thing applies to uh, to the White Hats, even at the highest levels. I think that Trump, it's very clear that he brought in a lot of individuals into his inner circle. And we look back on it now when we realize that he knew exactly what he was doing. He was putting these people into the spotlight. And he's also posed in many ways, I think, um, as kind of this 
middle of the road, uh, you know, kind of Republican. I mean, the idea in in American politics, pretty much regardless uh, across across the uh, the political divide, there seems to have always been this um, universal support of Israel that America has to support Israel. And no matter whether it's the liberal, I mean, some of the very far left uh, liberals and maybe some of the very, very far right politicians on the right, they may be some, uh, you know, defectors from that ideology. But a lot of people view Israel as like the 51st state. Patriot, the the, the majority of the Congress have two passports. They have a double nationality. They also have an Israeli passport as well. That's right. You've got the I. What 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 is the, what is the organization called? Uh, the the Alliance Israel. I don't I don't I don't know. But they, they are a member of this as well in Congress. I mean, they got two passports. They are Israel and American. Yeah. And what does that tell you? And what does that tell you? And we also know that most of the government, ninety eight percent of the government, is corrupt and evil. Uh, you know. So I mean, I, I think. And and again, it's not about. I think it's important. I mean, I, I'm of the belief system that. Um, you know that that the uh, the cabal are not the real Jews. That the cabal, the, the whole yeah, the Zionists and the, and the and the real Jews that the Bible the uh, excuse me the Bible speaks of are two completely different entities. And there's a whole history that goes into that, which I think uh, is also very important for people to understand. But really, what's happening is that the Zionist faction in Israel, regardless of whether or not um, there was this mass migration, we we know that this war has been manufactured. We know that this war has been staged. It's been set up. So all that, wars, all wars have been done by designer. Every war. That's it. Absolutely. They, they've, they've. You know, Albert Pike wrote about them, as I'm sure you know, 1871, I believe. Uh, very interesting timing, right around the time the the U.S. became a corporation, and he wrote Morals and Dogma. He laid out the whole game plan. So we know who these people are, and uh, you know, there's 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 going to be a lot of uh, theories that emerge uh, as to whether or not you know what we're what what we're witnessing is real are not uh, certainly we've seen plenty of examples i mean you pointed out i mean i couldn't really see the the uh, the tank that well but it looked to me uh very likely to be you know some sort of like you said video game footage we know that they've done this over and over and over they get caught uh staging things we see like cameras set up and then we see a guy pointing a rifle at someone's you know some kid's head and you go what the hell is that you know so so clearly there's that element um but I mean, we'll have to see, Stephen. I don't know. I mean, is it really possible that they've been able to pull off something that massive uh, mm-hmm. to move the entire? We're talking. I mean, how many people are in Gaza? Several, a few million, right? It's. Uh, I think it's one point two million. Yeah, and move the that. average and the average uh, age is, I think, fourteen. Yeah, I mean, so is it, I mean, look, is, is it possible um, that this really was a celebration of their their people actually being free? Or as opposed to protesting, um, maybe. But again, you know, you would think that out of all of these millions and millions of people out there, given the way that information flows, uh, that even some of these people would have let the cat out of the bag at this point, right? Yeah. And and told everyone, oh, this is what's really going on. And and I mean, again, this is new to me. So I could be completely wrong. I could be wrong to be questioning it. Uh, but I'm skeptical because I just think when you when you're talking about, it's easy for me to understand the way that the cabal operates because they operate through through uh through blackmail and they'll literally kill you uh and that's how they keep people's mouths shut that's how they keep everyone on the same page not only is it their own religion but they literally you know you have the 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 penalty of death hanging over your head and not just you your family your pets everyone 
Um, look, at, look, at, look at Epstein Island and the Lolita Express, the little black book. And you've got the Freemasons. They've, they've all signed this oath. Yeah, death with death, huh? literally with death. That's right. So it's easy to see how they could keep a conspiracy together, right? Uh, and their occult system and everything like that. That to me makes sense. But um, to for the White Hats to be able to pull off the same deception on such a large scale yeah. with so many people involved and not clearly threatening them and mm-hmm. threatening to kill their families and all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, that's that's where that that uh, some 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 of the logic breaks down for me a little bit. I think it's an interesting concept, uh, but again, we'll see. We're gonna at the end of the day, we're gonna find out how much of this really was a movie, as they say, uh, or and how much of it is actually playing out in real time. And I think, you know, I I have a difficult time with this, and and I'm I'll just be honest. And I again, I could be wrong. But I have a difficult time with the notion that that a lot of people are talking about that everything that we're witnessing play out right now already happened. Yeah. Like people will tell you that. And it's like, okay, well, how did we not hear about it back then? I mean, I, and what was actually going on back then? If, you know, some people will tell you that, you know, all of these um, impeachment attempts against Trump and the trial and all of these charges, these are things yeah. that already happened and we were distracted with all these other things. And I think to myself, I don't see how that could be true. Just because I, I just don't see how any of that information could have been kept secret. How could they have gone after Trump and tried to impeach him and bring charges against him and everything? That would mean that, like I said, that the White Hats w- would have, going back many, many years now, would have had to have had complete control over the information, the flow of information out into the public to pull something like that off. And I think the opposite is pretty obviously true. I think they're gaining ground with the mainstream media, but I don't think necessarily that that, that this entity – that's still out there lying to the people every single day, that's still out there pushing the same lies and, and, and lies that aren't just innocuous, but lies that actually cost people's lives. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that there's uh, I think that they're the deep state, as much as people don't want to think this way. And I fell into this category as well. They still have teeth. That's my yeah. viewpoint. Um, sure. They're still able to pull off massive attacks like what happened in Lahaina, Hawaii. Uh, these directed energy weapon strikes, I think. So I think to to you can't kind of have it both ways. You know, if you if you think that it's, uh, you know, it's just all one big production then one way or another, you've got to rationalize. Well, how is it that all of these other things are happening? And if you think that everything is literally a movie, um, then how do you explain all of the, you know, the the ordinary people out there who are providing testimony? It'd be one thing if it was all coming out of the mainstream media or if it was all coming out of sources that we couldn't verify ourselves. But the world is so interconnected now because of technology that we get, you know, we get uh, live footage. We get all types of information from ordinary people. So they, they don't have an agenda. I mean, they're just out there trying to to share the information as well. So I think in order to, again, in order to pull something like that off, is it possible? I mean, I'm not going to say it's not not possible. Uh, is it likely? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. It's the same. It's the same with arrests and tribunals and executions and all this kind of stuff. I mean, right. We've seen it many a time, you know, uh, cir- circulating on Telegram, for instance, uh, these lists of people that have been awaiting trial or been executed in that. that. What, what, what do you think? Of, uh, is it is it all bogus or, or, or is there a bit of truth there? What do you think? I think I mean, Gitmo has, has been expanded. We, it has. 
we know that for a fact it, it's been it's oh, been course. really oh yeah you can see yeah. it on Google Earth and uh, uh, apparently on these islands uh, like uh, Diego uh, Diego um, what do you call it there in the middle uh, in the Indian Indian Ocean Diego Diego Garcia we've got Greenland we've got Iceland uh, military bases uh, apparently there's one at the Azores and different uh, different locations around the around our beautiful flat earth i mean how big do you uh, consider the chance that this has been going on for a few years well clearly we know that there are individuals out there who are wearing masks it's undeniable yeah. uh we've seen the videos of um all of these different celebrities for example who clearly had boot monitor uh, ankle monitors uh, we've seen so much evidence mm -hmm. that we're living through. And this is this is the part of the movie aspect that I that I do buy into. Um, do I think that these individuals do I think tribunals have been ongoing? Um, there are a lot of people out there who say yes. And these are people that I trust. The problem that I have and that I've always had is that if you do these and and first of all i think it's important to establish that there's an enormous amount not only of legal precedent but also just in the UCMJ um you know the the uh uniform military code of justice and the law of war there's actual written procedures there not only for tribunals but for tribunals taking place covertly and secretly mm -hmm. so there's a history there there's a there's a whole legal framework to allow this to happen so i think it's important to state that um, and there are people like Jan Halper Hayes uh, and and others out there who have become very prominent talking about military tribunals that are happening all around the world. Um, and so you take that and then you take the people that you know aren't the same person and you add two and two together. It seems like you would get four. But the problem that I have is that and I'm not saying that this isn't going on uh, is at the end of the day, when all of this stuff comes out, however it comes out. I don't think that they can present all of this as a movie. I, can, I don't think that they can come out and, and act as if they, they've got a couple of different options. If they're actually executing people behind the scenes, they would either have to come out and pretend to be, ex, you know, to, to, to pretend to be executing all these people at tribunals that had already been executed and, and continue on with this production, if that's what it is. Or they would have to come out and admit that, yes, these people have already been executed. I think that both of those are very, very difficult to pull off. It's not that you can't show people. I, I think that you have to give people the truth at the end of the day. And I question whether or not putting all of these people to death secretly in military tribunals and not having them without the public knowing anything about their crimes, anything that they did. Um, I wonder how people would react to that at the end of the day and how, and if people would really believe it, if they would accept it. Uh, if they would just see it as more uh, deception. Now, certainly there's this theory out there that basically when when the EBS time comes or whatever, whatever the big moment is, if it's the EBS or if it's the, you know, however the White Hats decide to come out, that Trump is going to essentially uh, be in, in explanation mode and that they're, they're going to be explaining all of these covert things that have been happening, all of these military operations. And sure, they could they could say that they've been having these military tribunals behind the scenes, but when you're talking about as evil as these people are, they're still beloved by the public and they're still 
you know, I mean, they're they're revered as idols, you know, and and I think that if you if you say if you don't show people the evidence prior to putting them to death, I wonder if people are going to feel satisfied that, you know, that they've actually uh, that justice was served in the right way. Now, I again, I could be wrong about that, um, but I think that it would be much more powerful if all of these individuals are are executed in front of, you know, in, in real time, uh, are brought to justice in real time, then, um, you know, then putting them putting them down, you know, years ago and having them be dead and have doubles play them for years. Um, I think it's very yeah. possible that these people have been picked up and are awaiting tribunals. Yeah. I think in my in my view, that would make a lot more sense. So yeah. people like Barack Obama or people like Hillary Clinton or people yeah. like Joe Biden, for example. Now, That's some people are saying they've been dead for years and maybe they have. Mm -hmm. But I think it would have been a lot better if they kept these people. I mean, why why kill them? Why not just keep them in prison until they're ready to put them? put them to death and, and you know that's that's one of the things i wonder about but is that not the way the military uh, operates you know it's quick trial eh? yeah true. it's quick trial. they won't they won't uh, lock them up for years it's quick trial you know in there you've done this you've done that we've got proof of this proof of that check 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 get rid of them that's military eh? well that's military justice but then they i mean i would say but they would probably you know looking at these people as enemy combatants in the same way that they do, let's just say, you know, Taliban people or whatever that they picked up in Afghanistan. And a lot of these people were, you know, were languishing in, in Gitmo for years mm -hmm. before they had any type of trial. You know, so there's also that that argument as well. And we know that they've had these massive prison ships. I'm sure you've heard about that. You know, you've seen the pictures of the prison ships. And there are a lot of individuals like I remember there was a picture of Tom Hanks and his wife, um, you know, who looked it looked very much like a prison cell that they were actually on one of these boats in one of the in one of the pictures. So um, it, it, we don't know. That's just the thing. I mean, what, what, the only thing that we do know is that the the people out there, at least some of the people are not the same, uh, not the same individuals. It's definitely not the same Biden. It's not the same Hillary. There's several different versions of these people. Yeah, you it's Biden, not, Biden with the chin. Biden, Biden. I mean, yes, you know, yeah, we know this stuff. I mean, so we know that something is going on. But at the end of the day, I mean, is it no, I don't think anyone is really got any definitive information. If you really want the truth, I really don't think anyone has any definitive information as to whether or not these people uh, have been uh, executed. Mm -hmm. Do I think tribunals are taking place maybe at some low level? Perhaps. I don't know. Uh, that's uh, probably, in my view, it's a lot more likely. But um, we'll find out. Yeah. It's the same with uh, children being rescued from the, the deep underground military bases. We haven't seen evidence, really, have we? Uh, children apparently coming out of the White House in the middle of the night with uh, blankets over their heads. Yeah. We have no proof. We would love yeah, to. We would, I, would, I would really love to see proof of children being rescued. Then I know it's happening, you know, because my heart bleeds to think of all these children. Uh, it's, I think it's. Eight million a year disappear worldwide. Eight million a year. The vast majority have never seen daylight. We cannot fathom this. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, my heart bleeds. I would like to see evidence of children really being rescued, not showing the kids, but you know, some. You know, it's it's. We haven't seen one one piece of evidence really. It's. 
Yeah, I mean, as far as the kids go, I've, I mean, I've heard different theories on that. I've heard that they've been kept on military bases. I've heard that they've been kept aboard these types of like hospital ships, you know, offshore. Right. And then there's different, uh, you know, some people even say that they're, you know, that some of these underground facilities have been repurposed because, as you pointed out, some of these kids, they've, ne like, they've never seen the light of day. They can't even come up to the surface. So they're caring for them underground. In certain locations, uh, med beds, even med beds as well. Eh? I've heard the story that they've been treated in med beds as well as the military underground. Because I can imagine that what these military uh, personnel are experiencing and 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 seeing. I mean, they will, if possible, will have to be reset every day because uh, I can't see them uh, surviving yeah. this. It's a level it's of very, depravity very, that very tra traumatic. Eh? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that it's a level of de of depravity that, um, you know, it, it's I don't think any one of us could even comprehend. We can talk about certain things, uh, horrific, really, truly horrific things. But I think it goes so far beyond. Imagination, the, the ability to even for a normal mind to comprehend, um, mm -hmm. you know, these like Trump called them birders, you know, people that they create new evils like the, the even the devil would reject them. They're so evil. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about stuff that, you know, I mean, I, I, I struggle to talk about it quite honestly, cause I get emotional and I get, I get, I, I, I kind of find myself going into an emotional rage every time I get into this, but you're right. I mean, we don't have at this point in time, um, that's kind of the wheelhouse that we're in right now is that we just simply don't have the proof. You know, what we have is the knowledge that we know something is going on. We know that the world, I mean, certainly we know that there's an underground war going on. It's verifiably true. It has to be because all of these earthquakes are not earthquakes. There are explosions going on underground. Um, Being be, be going on for years, eh? For years, for years. And it's very easy. I mean, you can go and you can do the research yourself. I remember, you know, listening to Gene Decode early on in my journey and, and learning about the difference between these different type of explosive patterns. And it's very, very simple to be able to tell whether one is organic and natural Versus uh, one that's an explosion. And they're all at the same depths. I mean, this this just, it, it doesn't happen. So we know that something is going on. We, and certainly, I mean, I've seen, we, we don't may not have proof, but we've seen a lot of evidence to suggest that they, you know, they were taking kids out of the tunnels at the height of COVID. Uh, you know, they had tents set up. They had uh, barges offshore. They had, they were bringing in pampers and, and kids toys and all of these types of things into Central Park. Uh, there's a lot of evidence to suggest that this is uh, this is operational, this, this is going on, but we we simply don't have the proof yet. Now, again, do I think that the White Hats could pull off something like that, like keeping all of these kids and their locations and their identities and all of these things uh, secret on military bases and things along those lines? Yes, I absolutely think they could pull something like that off. Um, I think that there's a it's there's a well-known um, well i mean let's just let's just say that uh anyone who's involved in this operation has bare minimum signed uh, non-disclosure agreements and i think that there are probably relatively few military forces i think that we're talking about special forces and elite marine units that are going in and doing these battles so i think that there's you know certainly the possibility to keep all of that stuff under wraps um so, yeah, I mean, I think that that's definitely going on. I, I, I for one, believe that um, that these tunnels exist. I mean, I think they're, they're red pilling the, the entire world uh, with this situation in Israel. They're talking about the, the tunnels on mainstream TV. 
They're talking about flooding them with seawater and all of these types of things. So all the people out there who think that they, all of these underground networks don't exist, that it was all a conspiracy theory, or they maybe just thought it was like a, you know, a rat hole, like the, you know, and like they had to crawl through in Vietnam. No, these, these are, these are massive underground tunnel systems that you could drive vehicles under. And even the mainstream media is telling the truth about that. So again, I think that's evidence of some, uh, some white hat infiltration there. So I think that's what's happening is we don't really have the proof yet, but we're not going to have it until we get to this climactic moment. And I think that all of us who have been engaged in this process of trying to follow the truth, I think we're all kind of losing patience on that front. We all want to know the answers to these questions, and we all recognize that this type of uncertainty uh, and this type of deception, even if it's for a good reason, it can't go on forever. And you no. can't have you can't just continually string people on. Uh, and this is why I think they've got to make their move. And it's got to be very, very soon because we don't have a lot of time left before the next election cycle. Um, and uh, that's just where I'm at with it. I think that we're, we're in that that critical moment, probably only months away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mentioned one website, the secureofficial.net slash password. There's two other significant uh, websites, uh, Patriot, the Ingersoll Lockwood website and the U.S. Debt Clock. Have you been following them? I look at the debt clock periodically. Uh, I started to look at it more um because of all of these, you know, kind of secret messages that have been popping up, which yeah. I'm sure you've heard about. Um, and I think that I, my interpretation of that is that, yeah, it's probably the White Hats communicating with us that we're getting very, very close. Uh, there's mm -hmm. been a lot of comms along the way that have uh, that have really suggested that. And I think that the debt clock is one of them. And I've, I've viewed this this whole situation of when exactly they're going to go ahead and pull the trigger, whatever that looks like. I, I typically uh, refer to it as the EBS. That seems to be the uh, the conventional wisdom is that's going to be the real trigger point. Yeah. And what is the holdup? What are they, you know, what are they really waiting for? And and I think that it's kind of like, um, I think it's, it's almost like a, a balancing act between the military operations that are still ongoing and the financial situation that is imploding. And I think that and ultimately also the fact that you can't keep humanity strung along forever. And so, and sooner or later, uh, if if we don't see military intervention, the, we the people are going to intervene and then it's going to take on a whole different form. So that's another variable. I think that the White Hats, they're, they're contending with all of these different variables mm -hmm. and every single one of them is getting to a critical point. I mean, you got the military at, you know, escalating uh, the all of these wars escalating all around the world. You've got the financial situation uh, really accelerating. The more BRICS grows, and the more the dollar uh, is dumped for all of the uh, you know for countries to acquire gold, they're dumping their treasury bonds. Operation Sandman. Yeah, That's I've heard about Sandman. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, you the more that this stuff goes on, you've got all of these different converging forces, and then of course on on top of that, the overlay of it all is you've got the next election looming. And I mm -hmm. think that the White Hats know very well that if that election goes forward and we don't see justice by that point, that this this whole operation is going to kind of fall apart because it's 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 a civilian and a military alliance. So that means by definition, you've got to have the civilians, the, the believers, the, the warriors out there, you've got to keep them on board. And the you digital can't digital soldiers. Eh? That's right. And you can't. But but, you know, at a certain point in time, the digital army, uh, I think, is going to go in a very different direction if we don't see the military stepping up and, and doing 
ultimately what needs to be done. If we, if they don't do it, we the people will. I mean, it's really the only way around it. That's that's the only way that this is going to go. Either we're going to have the white hats intervene, or we're going to have civil war. Yeah, and that's and, really uh, what we want to. And and there's 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 a limited amount of time. People will lose confidence. Huh? I think a lot of people already have. If you want the truth, I mean, I think a lot more and more people are uh, you know making those types of comments. It's like they're still there. They still believe. They still want to believe. But mm-hmm. they're having a difficult time maintaining their faith, and it's not it's not it's not that difficult to understand. Now, I'm I'm I'm, I'm not at that point myself, yeah. but if I'm being honest with you, along the way, have I had moments where I've questioned things when I've been wrong about things, and you know had to go back and reevaluate and really do some soul searching and ask myself that you know do I really believe that this is all going on? What I always always come back to. Are the Q drops and you know all of the just impossible coincidences and all of the things that we've seen all along the way that show us absolutely that God is in control and that we are living through a time of incredible transition. We're transitioning from from darkness into light, as it's as it's commonly said, but we're we're in a world that has kind of reached its you know the, this this false world, this debt prison matrix. It's reached a point where too many people have figured out what it is for it to continue to exist. And the only question is how that's going to go. Is it going to be through the military intervention of the White Hats? Is is there really this alliance all around the world that's going to prevent humanity from destroying itself in the process? Or are we going to have war? I mean, because that's really the only two options as I see it. This can't continue. Normalcy is never going to come back. I think that went right out the window. People will have to stand up sooner or later individually but also as a collective we all have to stand up 100 percent, 100 percent. we have to we have to and i think more and more people are doing that um but this kind of goes back to what we were talking about before about the scare event uh about something that's going to jolt people in their consciousness and move their consciousness significantly enough that it Mm -hmm. breaks that programming Mm -hmm. what form that's going to come in we can all we could speculate all day long but as you and I well know, nobody knows. Like there's only a, a very small group of people that know, and uh, anyone who wants to try to tell you different, uh, well, I mean, you can listen to them if you want to. But I'm going to maintain my my belief that uh, there's no outside comms, and they're not going to tell us uh, this is going to come. I think at a moment when people are least expecting it. Quite frankly. If I were the White Hats and I was the one who was in charge and I was going to it, it was it was up to me of when I was going to you know go ahead and make that decision and by the way I under, from what I understand it's not that ultimate you know that the Trump is recognized as commander in chief and, and as the president but the White Hats as an organization they they don't have one person unilaterally making decisions that there has to be a consensus amongst the group so, you know, but but again, hypothetical, you know, if 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 it were up to me, um, I wouldn't I would want to give the enemy every reason to believe that I was going to strike whenever I wasn't. And I would I would want it to be a completely uh surprise. complete surprise, uh complete uh complete deception and fog of war, uh, because that's that's what favors you militarily. And uh so when you when so then when you hear people saying, Oh, it's gonna happen in you know, two weeks or it's going to happen in, you know, whatever, by Christmas. That's why I, I, I think to myself, well, you know, is obvious. it possible that they could be right by uh, just by a stroke of luck? Yeah. 
But like you said, I mean, it's, it's too obvious. I mean, why would you telegraph that to the enemy? Why would you why would you let people know ahead of time? It just doesn't really seem to add up because we're yeah. at war. I mean, that's the other thing. I mean, it's a game that's being played. It's a, and, it's only, and the, we only get one chance now. Eh? It's one chance. If we fail in this, if this doesn't succeed, it's over. It's game over eh? for humanity. Eh? Well, I, I think that if the Q if the Q operation didn't succeed and there was no let's just say our worst nightmare came true and there were no white hats and it was a psyop and everything else. Um, we're in some serious trouble. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that the only way out of it at that point really is, uh, you know, I mean, in America, we still, we still have the, the ability to pick up our weapons. We got our guns and we're not afraid to use them. And if, if that's what it comes down to, um, you know, a lot of us, you know, most of us out there who are gun owners and who are patriots, um, we anticipated that we were, that eventually that this country was going to get to a second civil war anyway, before Q even came along, before Donald Trump came along. I mean, I remember many, many years ago when I first, you know, started to come of age and I, you know, I got my gun, my first guns and I started to, you know, uh, to get red pilled about what was going on in the world. This is long before Trump. This is long before, you know, Q or any of these things. And, you know, we were all prepared and, and have been preparing for something like that to happen. And if that's the way that it goes down, um, you know, then God help us. Do I think that we could ultimately win? Yes, I do. I've been very clear about that. I mean, America has, gosh, I don't know, something in the area of 400, 500 million guns. Um, we have the largest standing army in the world. You know, we're, we're civilians, we're unorganized and all of these things, they may be true, but numbers are numbers. And uh, that's a pretty big, I mean, that dwarfs any standing army in the world. And when people are, and I'm not promoting this, by the way. I'm just saying that, you know, if, if this ever were to come to pass and people were fighting for, for their freedom on their own homeland, in their own territory by the millions, I don't think that there's any force in the world that could stop that, quite Get honestly. <laughs> yeah, land. I mean, honestly, I mean, that that's just what it comes down to. None yeah. of us want that. Don't yeah. get me wrong. The last thing that I want is to have to go and, and pick out my, go get my guns and load them up and, and to have to go to war. I mean, none of us but want either. that. Yeah. But if you have but, to protect your family. But we're not going to go to FEMA camps either. And that's just the thing. We're not going, I mean, that's that. the one thing that they have to understand is that you can only push people so far. And when you've got an armed population that has a history of fighting for their freedom, I mean, the reason that we're free is because of guns and because of God and because of guts, like the t-shirt says. I mean, and that's, that's why we're free. We all recognize that. And if that's what it comes down to, <laughs> we fought we fought tyrants before. We'll do it again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, what, in your opinion, is the Black Swan event, uh, Patriot? There's, there's a bit of... Uh, um, yeah, people don't, don't really understand Black Swan event. What do you think that is? Well, it, it's a term that usually is associated with... I mean, first of all, as a term itself, what it really means <clears throat> is something that is wildly unexpected to the point where most people didn't even think it was possible. Mm -hmm. And so it's an event that comes along. That's something that nobody anticipated and nobody thought could even happen that has such a radical effect in that it, it really essentially derails the, the, the path that society is on and, and creates an entirely new uh, paradigm, I think is probably the best way to understand the, the term as a whole, but the way that it's applied typically is in reference to the economic situation you reference the debt clock um i'm not going to go into a big explanation about how we got here and everything else there's a lot i mean i've done shows on it before but the simple reality is is that we know that um 
we've got what is it 30 34 trillion i think was the last time i checked it yeah, might be, yeah, be 30, nearly 34 trillion yeah okay so nearly 34 trillion dollars mm -hmm. everybody knows including you know all, all of the, uh, the 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 world community knows that that debt is never going to be paid off no. our money is worthless that our treasury bonds are basically worthless at this point that's how they fund the debt is they sell treasury bonds people aren't buying them in fact, all other foreign nations that own our debt are dumping it wherever they can. Yeah. Seeing gold and silver rise. Um, you know, cryptocurrency is kind of an X factor in there as well. But the bottom line is, is that you're seeing people put their money into crypto, into Bitcoin, into anything that they can, which, by the way, I don't recommend. Uh, but uh, you know, I don't trust it. It's digital. It's digital. It can be erased in, in, in a snap of a finger. Not only that, it was a DARPA operation right from the beginning. This was something that was uh, there was this this was DARPA. This was the intelligence communities to put this together, and there it was designed to do exactly that to to siphon off wealth, and and not only that to to facilitate all of this evil that we're talking about, the human trafficking networks and all of these other things. That's that's a whole other story. But the point that money I, laundering, I money laundering as well, huh? money laundering as well. So they're in weapons trafficking and adrenochrome and all of these things. Um, so, you know, but the point is, is that everyone is moving their money. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people are moving their money out of the dollar. There's, there's this de-dollarization process that's going on worldwide. Now, do I think at the end of the day that the dollar is going to go away? No. I think that the dollar is going to be redefined. I think it's going to ultimately become gold backed. It's going to we're going to go back to constitutional currency. And that's really what we're going to see all throughout the world. We're going to see either precious metal backed or real tangible asset backed, like, you know, whether it's backed by oil or whether it's backed by, you know, whatever natural resource that country is 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 rich in. We're going to see currency that's actually backed by something real. We live in a world right now where that's just not the case. And we see what the BRICS countries are doing. Uh, so I see the black swan event as the crash, the market crash that everybody's been waiting for. And not only that, I think it's probably going to be a scenario where you're going to see, you know, you're probably going to see bank runs. You're going to see people get shut off from their money. Uh, you're going to see a, a high level of panic, I do believe, uh, because like we both agreed, if you if you separate people from their money, which is their ability to to live, essentially, it's freedom. It's freedom. It's food. It's I mean, it's it, for people out there. It's survival, especially those who aren't prepared to yeah. weather a storm. So that's going to stir things up quite significantly. So that's what I think the black swan event is going to be. Now, how is it going to actually play out? That's anybody's guess. But you've got the mainstream media talking about massive recessions. You've got them talking about, you know, these. I mean, I even saw I think it was gosh, it may have been a, a paper out of London. uh express or something it was some mainstream media uh publication that had the headline get your money out of the banks uh you know so even they're talking about this major event that's going to be coming so what form it's going to take on i mean again i don't know but that's the black swan event the way i look at it and it could be uh defined like i said in another uh in another way as well it could just be another event that doesn't have to do with the market uh but i think we all know that these different forces are all going to come to a head at the same time and we've got yeah. the, you know, the military situation, the medical situation, uh, you know, and of course, the the economic situation, all of these things, the Trump trial, all of these things, I think, are going to converge and sort of happen at once. So mm -hmm. that's how I see it.
Yeah, I mean, Klaus Schwab has always been talking about this cyber attack, and uh, it appears that Klaus Schwab is uh, stepping down as uh, chairman of the World Economic Forum. I read today. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we don't know. There might be another puppet coming in this place. But um, the Congress is also talking of the impeachment of Biden uh, openly. And what would be the logical sequence of events? Because everything that has got to go wrong has to go wrong and must happen under Biden's watch. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, when when they, when they're talking of Biden's impeachment, I mean, he, he can't impeach Biden because he's not the president. So it, it, it must be something like an arrest. Uh, we can't be far away from the conclusion if, if they're talking about impeaching Biden. So what, what have we got? We've got the revealing of the Biden uh, Obama crimes, arrests maybe. We've got the stock market crash, Black Swan event. We've got the revealing of the laptops. We've got the revealing of the election fraud. We've got revealing of the medical fraud uh, we call it medical fraud uh, we've got the situation in the middle east and taiwan what will be a logical uh, uh, sequence in in this mm, i wish i could answer that because question I'm everything not... everything has to happen whilst biden is still in power <laughs> well that okay so that's a really interesting question because this is actually something that i've asked some of my other guests you know because i've had the same uh, feeling it's like okay so we've got all these different situations going on like the ones that you just outlined happening all over the world and you know my line of thinking was that you know before we get to a point where we're, we we have an ebs moment or a black swan event moment that so many of these other things kind of you know need to play out uh, and and need to need to happen now that may or may not be true. Uh, certainly, I mean, it's interesting because, you know, you got Trump's trial. Let's, let's just take that, for example, um, March. January 6th and March. Right. But now there's this whole uh, question of whether or not Trump even has uh, it can even be prosecuted, whether he has presidential immunity. Mm -hmm. And so you've got the U.S. I think it's the U.S. Uh, Court of Appeals, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that is being pushed by this guy, by Jack Smith, the guy who's leading the charge against Trump. To make a decision, ASAP, on whether or not they can actually prosecute Trump and whether or not he's got immunity. Uh, and I think it's pretty clear to me that they're going to say, well, you can't really try him and you can't really prosecute him because if you do, that establishes the, pres the precedent uh, to go after other former oh, presidents. Really? Right. And that's not what they want. I mean, I think they'd rather, you know, go in the other direction. So I think it's, it's, it's possible that. They come out and they say, OK, well, you can't you know, you can't prosecute this guy. He's got immunity. All the charges go away. Uh, and then it's 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 certainly a lot of people have uh, have postulated that that could really be the trigger point. Once these uh, all of these charges go away, uh, that kind of clears the path for Trump to come back and, you know, for the EBS moment and all that. I don't know. That's just the thing. I mean, we we could see. Uh, he's also said that he's the only one who could stop World War Three. Yep. And we see that that all of these pieces are being set up uh, to, to have World War Three kicked off really at any moment. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that Trump is going to be coming back. I think his 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 uh, arrival is probably going to be a lot sooner than even I anticipated, because, it, like I said, at one point in time, I thought that all of these like boxes needed to be checked off. Like this had to happen and then this had to happen and this have to yes, happen. Yeah, yeah. I don't necessarily know if that's true because when you really think about it, think about how all, how long all this stuff could take to play out. And do we really have that, that kind of time? And then there's also the, the question of like the disinformation aspect. 
I mean, I think a lot of that is, uh, you know, all of these distractions and all of these narratives and stories and, and conflicts to distract us may be exactly that. And it could just be that they're waiting for that, you know, that that ultimate moment where they're where they're just ready to pull that trigger. And, and it could come. Uh, it could be today. It could be tomorrow. It could be on Christmas. Um, that's one way to look at it. Another way to look at it is we're going to continue on this long and winding road uh, for God knows how long. And I think that most of us agree that that just simply can't take place. I've said that November of 2024 for me, is kind of like, you know, it's almost like a red line. You know, you can't go beyond that. You cannot do it. You can't put us through this again. You can't expect the Patriot community to weather, you know, we weathered this storm together for, for years now. And all, like I said, all of these different uh, things are coming together at once. The, the sequencing of events, um, my goodness, uh, that's uh that's a great question. I mean, how many of the, these events are really ultimately going to play out before Trump comes back versus after? Because I think there's a real big possibility that we're going to have a, a major uh, event, Black Swan event, EBS here in the United States, and that Trump is going to come back and going to play a very pivotal role in resolving all of these different conflicts all around the world and avoiding world war because that seems to be the direction that we're headed now i also believe as you know that there's um, agreements have been made that uh, we're not going to go down that road that there's not going to be a world war we're not going to have nuclear war it could be a part of this um you know this uh, pantomime psyop in a you know this scare event people have talked about that you know this cuban missile crisis point 2.0 where we could have a standoff are, you know, a cyber attack, a grid attack, any number of things that they, any number of uh, different cards, they may allow the deep state to play in their final uh, moments. But, um, you know, I've always believed that, you know, the playbook, Q tells us the playbook is known. We know, they know exactly what cards the enemy is going to play. They've got their moles, they've got their people in there who are basically spying on them this entire time, feeding the White Hats information. Nothing can stop what's coming. Now we don't know the we don't know the answer to that question, but we certainly know in terms of the time frame, we we're very very close. Yeah, Patriot, I want to do the rapid fire with you now. We discussed right. this before we started recording. All kinds of keywords to which you may give your thoughts or an opinion in a brief or more widely fashion. Uh, you've already touched on a, a, a few keywords that I've got here for the rapid fire. So uh, let's get into it. Uh, Q, who or what is Q? Q is a collection of generals that um, began, my understanding is, is that there are different iterations of it, but to keep this brief, uh, this goes back to the time of Lincoln, the Q operation, the, the Q uh, generals and this sort of, uh, I guess you might even call it like a secret society within the military of, uh, of generals. But the more modern iteration of it was in the aftermath of President Kennedy's assassination, where there was this recognition that... Um, when they had President Kennedy come out and try to openly take on the cabal, uh, they saw what happened and that openly confronting this enemy that they had vastly underestimated uh, was was not the right approach and that they had to take a, a much larger, uh, a much longer and a much larger strategy had to be employed in order to, to effectively combat this enemy. You're talking about people who are worth hundreds of trillions of dollars and have resources and moles and uh, you know, all types of, um, let's just say, uh, infrastructure, both above ground and beneath the ground. And they've got uh, the, such a wide ranging network that they had to go about this whole plan covertly. So Q 
uh, this operation, I, I think, began many decades ago. And I think that it's been building. I think that there's a lot of I mean, it's hard to answer this question briefly. I'm doing the best I can. But, um, you know, to fast forward, the queue drops, like I said, began in September of 2017. I think that there is my best estimation. Um, and I think you may have actually touched upon this earlier. Is it's about 10 people involved uh, in this in this operation that actually know the the details and the plan and, the, and have been doing the posting and so forth. But uh, this was all uh, this is a military operation of uh, generals. And as you pointed out, a few different civilians who um, who have been effectively uh, combating the deep state behind the scenes by uh, creating this, like I said, this um, this civilian army, this digital army. And that's really what the Q drops were all about. So there's a whole history there, but I mean, I think to, to keep it very simple that, yeah, Q is not just one person. Uh, it's a it's a collective. Um, it is a military operation, a military sting operation. Ultimately, it's also an operation to educate the public, to red pill the public. Um, and that's uh, that's probably about as concise as I can be on that. Great. The migrants, the fighting age males without women and children, they are not uh, fugitives. What's going on here? At the border. Yeah, so I, I think now, that in England, the, the, the lots of hotels okay, have been, well, packed, been packed with migrants between 18 and 35 years of age, males, so-called fugitives, but there's no women, no children. No women, no children, right. What is what is going on? Have you any idea what's going I on? I think that this, I mean, again, this is an example, going back to what we were talking about earlier, about me, me talking about how the deep state still has teeth. Uh, I think that this is this is an invasion. Uh, this is fifth generational warfare is uh, invading countries, but doing it by by other means, by employment, mm -hmm. but first basically by by disinformation and also by gaslighting the public, lying to the public, playing upon their emotions, their heartstrings. I mean, that's how this whole thing started that, uh, you know, going back to the wars, you know, that we had several years ago that created all these refugees and all of a sudden it became this big thing of opening up your borders and taking these people in and sheltering them and, and you know, basically uh, manipulating people's uh, empathy. And I think it's gotten now to a point where um, it's it's being seen more and more. I mean, places like Ireland, for example, where the, there was just yeah. this major conflagration, right? Where it was uh, this these children that were that were murdered on the street there, uh, and and it, I think it's gotten to the point now where people recognize that this is an invasionary force. So how is this connected to what we were talking about before? Again, this is still going on. We're still at war. I I don't think that anybody can deny. And you know we've got this this same problem here in the United States. We've got these these uh, military aged men. We're hearing mm -hmm. about it on a on a daily basis now that uh, are coming just flooding across the border. And what's going to happen? Uh, wh what are these people here to do? Uh, are they are they really uh, all just refugee seekers? Are they really just coming here for the right reason? We all know the answer to that question is no. But the, que the, the, real, the real question is, what are the White Hats? Why are they allowing this to happen? Yeah. And what's going to be the ultimate consequence of that? Because, you know, that, and this is something that I've been uh, thinking about quite a bit. Now, some people think that there is going to be uh, this, I guess you could say this um, invasionary force that's going to just be given orders to start attacking people randomly in mass. And uh, that could very easily, you know, trigger a situation where you could have something that looks a lot like civil war. Um, 
And this is this is a, an issue that, uh, you know, that Juan O'Savin brought up recently, talked about. He created a lot of controversy, I think, in the Patriot movement talking about this because so many people um, have been led to believe and not the least of which by Q that the military is the only way. And so if this is a scenario where you've got all of these individuals, these military aged men who are flooding across the border, uh, seemingly not there for the right reasons, uh, how is that situation going to be handled? And my my opinion on that is that, yes, we're going to have uh, all of us are going to have to have our heads on a swivel. And they're, they're going to be areas, I think, where people are going to have to actually engage in some uh, some kinetic confrontations with people. But I think that the military has this under control. And I believe that for a very long time. I think that you've got um, I, I mean, I can't speak about every single place in the world and, and what's going on all over the world, but I think that you're going to have a situation. If the Q operation meant anything at all, it was about keeping us away from having to go to war and having massive bloodshed in the streets. Do I think that we're going to get out of this unscathed without any kind of violence? No, I don't. But I think that the violence that's being projected as the result of you know all of these border invasions and so forth, I think it's going to be I think it's being vastly um, misrepresented in a way. Um, I, I think that people are going to be very surprised in a good way when they realize that military assets are already in place. I mean, if you're the White Hats, I mean, you got to think of this. Is, and this is how I arrive at these conclusions. I think to myself, all right, if I were if I were the good guys. What would I do in this situation or why would I allow this situation to play out this way? Would I allow it to play out this way and not intervene if I didn't have a trump card, if I didn't have something to counter that? Doesn't mean that there's that nothing is going to happen and no bad things are going to happen. But it, I do think that you'd be very naive to believe that we've gotten all the, you know, that this massive underground war is underway that we've got this huge sting operation that we know about through Trump's executive orders. We know there's, there's just so many things that we already know. Mm-hmm. And so we know that there's a good force behind the scenes that's battling against this evil. So if you if you look at it and you think to yourself, OK, would they really allow a massive attack to occur that was that would stimulate something that looked very much like a civil war to have ma- you know to have hordes of people in the streets just violently you know killing each other mm-hmm. do you really think that the white hats would lead us down this path just so that we could go in that direction it doesn't really seem to add up it doesn't really seem to make any sense if they no. wanted that they could have generated that a long time ago yeah you know like right. if they if, if if that's what the white hats were ultimately leading us Instead of steering us away from, even though it may appear that we're heading in that direction on certain levels, when you really ask yourself that logical question, I mean, at the deep state and, and, or at the White Hats, if, if this was ultimately the end game where we were going to have to engage the enemy in mass in the streets, they could have accomplished that a lot easier a long time ago. Heck, yeah. they could have had Trump just sign the Insurrection Act and they could have uh, you know, taken care of business back when he was very clearly and visibly still president and commander in chief. We could have gone down that road and that and at that point in time, I, I just don't I don't think that that was the end game. I think the reason that that decision was made to not do that was because they recognized that at that point in time, there were too many people that, that the world was just too divided, that it would by degree, it would lead us into a civil war. So I don't think then to, to then fast forward now and think that we're going to go in that direction is very logical. Trump would also, would also have been called a dictator. Indeed. 
Absolutely. He would have been called a dictator, which is very true. I mean, you know, not not true, but I mean, true in the sense that he would have been been called a dictator. Then the mainstream media would have been all over that. Oh, yeah. They manipulated and whipped up the people. Right. Were crazy. And we would have been so that that makes sense to me. I mean, understanding now in the aftermath, I mean, at the time we all wanted that to happen. We all wanted it to play out that way. But it, when it didn't, we all had to come to this new understanding about what this operation is really about. It's not about just swiftly enacting justice. It's about doing it in a way that humanity has the least amount of collateral damage, the least amount of suffering. So if this is going to play out and all of these individuals out there are going to just attack us in mass and we're going to have to fight back. I mean, that to me looks exactly like a civil war. That's massive bloodshed in the streets. That's tens of millions of people potentially perishing in this country alone. I do not think for one second that's the white hat endgame. And the people will have the time to wake up huh, as well. Eh? Over the past few years, absolutely. Where we go one way, go all. Eh? That's the slogan. Eh? That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you, think, do you think Trump is a time traveler, Patriot? I think it's very possible, yes. I do. Um, I haven't really talked too much about this, uh, this angle, and it's been a while, actually. But I remember I did a series of shows on, uh, I don't know if you know who Jetson White is. Uh, yep. But he did some really great videos, uh, yeah, great. Fantastic. Yeah. some some fantastic stuff. And unfortunately, Jetson, I think, kind of took a lot of heat because he, uh, you know, he put himself out. He kind of committed himself to a date and that date didn't happen. And you know, to me, it's just another example of why it's not wise to do that. But it didn't change anything for me in terms of his his value and his contribution to this movement. But he he made some great, great videos on the uh, the, the Trump time travel series. I actually did some podcasts on them, uh, just kind of breaking them down. So absolutely. Absolutely. I think that uh, I've also talked about the Montauk project um, Mm -hmm. as well. Uh, We know that this technology does exist. It's not a fiction. Uh, So much of this, uh, I I do believe, is going to come out very, very quickly once we get to the other side of this, once we uh, maybe not so much time travel. But I do think that some of these uh, these hidden technologies, I mean, not just I think all of them are going to eventually be rolled out. Now, something like time travel is very, very complex. I mean, if you've ever seen, as we all know, like Back to the Future, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of things can go wrong. Uh, that, was, you know, that was that was predictive programming as well, eh? because nine eleven was shown in 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 the Back to the Future trilogy. Nine eleven, it's bizarre, really. It's unbelievable. Yeah, 19, but I mean, so many things different. can go wrong with this technology. I mean, it's not not all of it. I think I don't think you can just take it like a big bucket of things that they've been hiding and just dump it on on society and expect that uh, that it's all going to go well. I mean, I think that, that there's going to be a transition period. I mean, tr- humanity has a lot of catching up to do, and yeah. I think it's going to be a, a process. But I think that's really going to define the rest of our lives, the rest of our time is we're going to be the ones who are really kind of leading this process because we're so far ahead of people in terms of their, a lot of people out there in terms of their consciousness, but even us who are the people who are awake, there's so much that, that we don't know uh, that hasn't even been, re- been revealed to us. So I think that's going to really be the, what defines the rest of our, our lives is learning about these things such as time travel and um, whether or not uh, Trump is a time traveler, I, I think there's a lot of uh, there's some very interesting theories out there. And yet my answer to that is, yeah, I do. I think that this um, this enemy has been gamed out. And I think part of that is the ability to to manipulate time and to travel through time. And I think that they've been able to uh, demonstrate to that that to us in various different ways. We've got the looking glass. We've got the yellow cube as well. Huh? Mm. And we when we look at the relationship between Nikola Tesla and Trump's uncle, John G. Trump, 
Yeah. That's very interesting as well. Huh? And we, we've got this Ingersoll Lockwood website, and uh, we know who Ingersoll Lockwood is. He wrote uh, a few books, uh, The Last President. This is, uh, the, he wrote this in oh, 1890, I think. Yeah? It's the author of The Travels and Adventures of Little Baron Trump. And he also wrote this, The Baron Trump Collection, eh? Travels and Adventures of Little Baron Trump and his wonderful dog, Bulger. Baron Trump's marvelous underground journey. Underground, eh? Underground journey, dumbs. And when you look at this, this uh, image here, uh, when you look at it, I mean, it's, Mm. Unbelievable. Yeah. She's very striking, this. I mean, it's it's it's, it's mind blowing, really, when you look at it. And uh yeah. 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 Talking about um uh white hats, Elon Musk. I would like to touch on the on on the uh, on the individual Elon Musk. Is he a white hat or black hat? What do you think? I think that the individual that's playing Elon Musk right now is a white hat. I think yeah. that the real Elon Musk was not a good guy. Uh, and I do believe that this is an example of like somebody, I mean, we talked about tribunals before certain people being executed, but I do think that there are definite operations where the white hats are replacing certain individuals. Um, Elon Musk, I happen to believe is one of those people. Now, whether or not the real one's been killed is a whole separate question, but the guy who's playing Elon Musk now, who I do not think is the real one. You, you, I've seen videos, like there was one when he was at the world cup, uh, and he, you, you saw that too, right? And actually, he was standing next to Kushner, uh, surprisingly enough. But anyway, I mean, you could see the mask line. I mean, you know, it's not the same guy. But when you look at Elon Musk and what he's doing right now, um, I think that it's pretty hard to deny that he's working for the good guys. He's airing out all the deep state's dirty laundry on X. And he's taken what was the big, I mean, still is really the biggest social media platform. And he's transformed it into a truth telling red pilling machine. I think that's pretty consistent with the good guy's agenda. It's going wild though on X. It's unbelievable. I mean, I was, I was off X or Twitter for, for, for a few years, but now it's, it's, it's really going wild. What's been exposed there. And, 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 uh, Elon Musk said this, uh, I think yesterday or before yesterday, and he's on about, uh, uh, phones. Listen, even if an entire region or country was, was uh, lost connectivity because of a severe, you know, uh, hurricane or floods or fires or you know tornadoes uh, earthquakes there's so many natural disasters obviously um, you would actually still have even if all the cell towers were taken out your phone would still work thank you whoa whoa <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely that's i mean this is an example of, uh, you know, what they're, they're 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 giving us comms. I mean, we all know that the new phones and the whole new Internet is going to be based on Starlink. Uh, we know that. Uh, and, and this is just one of the many Trump cards that the White Hats have. And I think Musk is uh, I mean, you know, you, you judge a tree by its fruit, as they say. And, you know, whoever whoever he may have been or the old one, the original one, or even if you don't think it's a, a body double, even if you think uh, he's just been converted, I, I think it's hard to argue that he is uh is a deep state asset at this point i really just don't see an angle on that his past is one thing the neural link stuff the brain chips and all that and that's why i think the original one was taken out mm -hmm. and i mean donald trump how, how many donald trumps have we seen the last few years <laughs> <laughs> quite a few uh, i mean i even question if if you're if to be honest with you uh, i'm sorry to interrupt you but i i don't think that uh it's it's unlikely that the real trump hasn't been seen in several years he said it as well. 
in front of the uh, Whirlpool uh, adv adv advertisements, you're not going to be seeing me for a while because right. the, the rich elite or the globalists are not very happy with, with what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I think it's very possible that he's locked down in, in Cheyenne Mountain. Uh, but one way or another, and even, the real and even, and even that, and even that patient wouldn't surprise me if everybody's saying, "Oh, he's in Cheyenne Mountain," that he's somewhere else. Right. I mean, you know, we say Cheyenne Mountain, but it's really like it's it's actually a connection of uh, it's it's a whole conglomerate really of um, of underground secure facilities that that is controlled by. I mean, Cheyenne Mountain's one of them. It's not the only location. And you're right. I mean, if, if everyone thinks he's in Cheyenne, he's probably somewhere completely different. But I don't think that the real one is out there walking around right now i just oh, uh, i don't believe that but he, he's definitely in place where he has a skiff eh? oh yeah yeah absolutely he's, i think i think that the, uh go ahead he must have the, the, the nuclear codes if yeah he believe, if we believe that nuclear weapons exist but that's a whole well that's thing. a whole other rabbit hole to we to go into but i mean you know uh because i've heard about that too that you know that the alliance that the uh you know, some of the, our non-terrestrial friends perhaps have uh, helped us out in that category uh, of deactivating these these weapons, whether or not they exist or don't exist. I can tell you one thing. Um, they're not in control of the deep state, because if they were, I don't think any of us would be here at this point. If you really want the truth, I mean, that's another big one to look at. If, you, if you're wondering who's really in control amidst all this fog of war, ask yourself that question. I mean, would they have not actually gone down this road already? And pulled that trigger. And we, we know Hillary Clinton. I mean, she was like basically campaigning on the idea of nuclear war with Russia. And, and I mean, Obama. Exactly was, was where they be, were going to take us. It was going to be 16 years. Eh? Obama and Clinton. Eh? Yeah, she was the one who was going to basically to finish everything off. Uh, Hillary was supposed to be the closer. She was supposed to come in there. That's why they say, oh, nobody expected that she, that she was going to lose because they had gotten really they thought they had everything sewed up after Obama's eight years. She was yeah. supposed to come in there. And seal the deal. And that basically we're going to have a nuclear fallout situation. We're going to have massive pandemics and all these types of things, lockdowns forever. That's where they, we'd already, be. they already had the FEMA camps. Eh? Yeah. With the coffins, yeah. the black coffins all, all stacked up. The coffins Absolutely. with six, six bodies. Yeah. I mean, my understanding is they, they wanted to keep us locked down for years and years and years before they even came out with a vaccine. And by that time... Right. People That's would right. be begging for the for the shot. They wouldn't care what was in it. They say, "Okay, give me it. I don't care what's in it as long as I can get out of my house." I mean, that and was that's the where thing. and that's where the warp speed comes into play. Yeah? Absolutely, absolutely, and that's that's a whole separate conversation. But I think that Trump had to make that decision. It was the only way because you know sometimes uh, uh, there's just so much so much inertia. You know, like everything is just moving in this direction. You had the mass consciousness of people out there just crying out for a vaccine a vaccine a vaccine we need a vaccine nobody was talking about natural remedies the mainstream media was bashing ivermectin and hydrochloroquine and all these things that we know work and there's a whole bunch of other things that that also work uh there was just so much so much energy moving in that direction that i don't think trump really had a choice because he mm -hmm. knew what the real plan was and he knew that it was basically choosing the least of two rotten apples, you know, and at least in one scenario, you gave people the opportunity to to, to learn the truth and give them a choice yeah. and and hopefully have them make the right choice. But a lot of people, unfortunately, didn't. But mm -hmm. that's war. And I think that the alternative, like we we just talked about, all of us would be dead. Yeah.
Absolutely. I mean, if if uh, if they had gotten their way, if they, if yeah. they, if that's what they wanted, um, they wanted to kill us all. And that's again kind kind of going back full circle to where we started earlier. You know, it's about that that awakening to that that it doesn't matter what our differences are. They wanted to kill me just as much as you, just as much as everybody out there in the audience. They don't care what your background is, your nationality, your your sexuality, your religion. They don't care about any of that. They wanted us all dead. And even though we may have differences, if we re- if we rally around that central truth, it is game over for them. And they've been killing us for decades. 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 I mean, so many people, decades. So many people won't even go to their doctors anymore. They don't even trust their doctor. You know, I mean, think about that. You know, that people would rather take their, I mean, more and more people are taking their health into their own hands. A lot of people started this even before COVID came along. And to be honest with you, I was one of those people. I mean, I I had some experiences early on in my life with medicines and medications and doctors and things like that. It was enough to to convince me that bare minimum, I had to be skeptical. But then once COVID came along and the bioweapon and all this stuff, I mean, that was it for me. I just said, I don't trust this system anymore. Now, these people, I mean, you know, that I've, I've trusted my entire life, that basically you walk in there and you put your life in their hands and you trust them just because they're wearing a lab coat. And they're the ones telling you to stick your, not just you, but your kids with this death shot. And, you know, experimental, I, I'm sorry, experimental you know, death, death shot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, and I think it's it's all played out. It's all proven. And they're still they're still pushing this stuff. Yeah. You know, they're still pushing all the vaccines and doing all this stuff. So, you know, whether or not the doctors actually know or whether or not it's just, you know, criminal negligence one way or another, they're going to they're going to have to be held accountable for this because absolutely. people do not trust their physicians anymore. I mean, me personally, I, I don't go to the doctor unless I've got, you know, like, I mean, I, if I if I hurt like broke a bone or something, you don't really have a choice. You got to go get your bone taken care of. But the rest of it, uh, I don't even I don't even go to the dentist anymore. I don't either. I don't either. I just, I, you know, I know how to clean my teeth and floss and do all those things. I don't, I don't need them pumping the fluoride into me. Uh, you know, and, and I, I just think it's uh it's a, it's an evil, evil, evil system. They're Absolutely. not in the business of selling cures. They're in the business of symptom management. They're in the business of keeping you sick. And then now it's gotten to the point where, you know, they just decided the deep state probably sat back there scratching their head thinking, okay, what's the best way to get rid of millions of people? You know, you problem reaction solution, you create a fake virus, you, you know, you can caught this this virus and whether or not COVID was even real when they came out and talked about it, whether it was just, you know, really the flu. I guess, you know, that's something you could de- debate. But certainly we know that the vaccine itself, the jab, uh, right. you know, it's, it's continuing to, 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 to kill massive, massive amounts of people. And it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse as well. Yeah, yeah it's the meta, the medical system completely turned on the people and they became a part and they probably are. They've always been. But it, it's become very obvious to, to everyone that this is just another arm of the deep state. And they're 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 not there with our best interest in mind. Bare minimum. Absolutely. We'll move on. Julian Assange, Patriot. Why hasn't he been pardoned by Trump when he had the possibility I think that's uh, an example of sort of fog of war, like I was talking about before. I think Trump, uh, in the same way that, you know, he supported the vaccine, supposedly, you know, like in a lot of people's minds, even though he really didn't, or you know, even though he appears to be aligned with the Zionists, even though he's really not. I think that uh, Assange is a scenario where I think he's going to come into play, and I think probably real soon. 
I think that they're drumming up this, uh, you remember Elon Musk, you just, uh, you know, we brought him up and he got all those headlines for basically telling Disney and all these companies to go F themselves. But the real interesting part of that whole story was the fact that he used that fake headline about Pizzagate to bring that story back into the news. Where did that story come from? Well, that story came from WikiLeaks. They were the ones who broke that, right? Mm-hmm. So to me, I think that there's a, and, and we also know, very interestingly, that uh, Seth Rich and that whole situation is coming back into the frame as well, into the fold as well. There's been this uh, decision that the contents of his laptop need to be disclosed. Mm-hmm. And we also know that Julian Assange was working with Seth Rich. So there's a definite connection there between I think Elon Musk is setting up all of these dominoes because I think they're going to come back into play. Now, it's almost impossible to predict how Assange is going to come back into the fold. You know, like how is his uh, how is all of his evidence going to get presented? Um, That remains to be seen. It's kind of like um, there's there's so many different treasure troves of evidence. There's the Hunter Biden laptop. There's the Anthony Weiner laptop. There's the 30 uh, John McAfee, his evidence, Mike Gill. His evidence, Julian Assange, just goes on and on and on and on and on. You, so you, how is all of this stuff going to be introduced? How is it all going to be brought forward? I mean, my my belief system is it's probably, at least at some level, there's two possibilities. It's either going to play out, at, at least in the, pub, the court of public opinion, for a little while. They may have this, you know, present this information, perhaps through some sort of a trial with Trump, although I'm starting to think more and more, like I said, that that may not even happen. But uh, it, it, it will be... It will be... A genius move because all the mainstream media will, will be there. Eh? Well, that's a, that's exactly it. And, you know, you kind of got to wonder, I mean, not only are they going to be there, but it was also announced that this live. was going to be live streamed. Live stream. All over the world. And, of course, the biggest thing in my mind was when Trump's lawyers came out and said, yeah, we're going to be introducing classified evidence to prove that the election was stolen. Uh, yeah. So, do they really want to go down that road? Mm, that would be not. that would, Patriot, That would be the EBS in itself. Eh? I, I think it would. I think it would. I mean, you know, in in so many ways. I mean, depending on how you want to define that. But, I mean, so I think a lot of this stuff. I mean, and also Elon Musk said something very interesting in that same interview. He said that the that the the, uh, the public is the judge. Yep. That's what he was talking about. He made that very clear. And I think he's absolutely right. I think he's kind of giving us a little bit of a hint of how this is going to play out, that this is so much of these things, whether it's Assange or, you know, uh, any one of these different individuals and all their evidence coming forward, all of this disclosure, however it actually happens. I think, first of all, I think it's happening from the inside. The white hat moles on the inside are leaking this information, Mm -hmm. but how they do it, the sequence in which they do it. I don't think we can answer that, but I don't think that's really the important question. The important question is, is how are they going to give the public enough to have it play out in the court of public opinion, as Musk is sort of suggesting, to get people to the point where they've reached a consensus and they're now ready for to, to have some military intervention. And then you also need a stimulus. And that's where I think the scare event comes in. And they can let go of their cognitive dissonance as well. That's right. That's right. I think that's that's really what this is all about. I think if you you can define this war in, in so many different ways, but I think what it really comes down to is it's a it's a war over human consciousness. Yeah. It's a war to keep it's either either we break we break through this glass ceiling and we ascend to higher levels of consciousness 
or were destroyed. Patriot, Patriot those are Hillary Clinton's words, eh? break, break for the glass ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's doing so well up until now. Elon Musk, Elon Musk tried it with his last uh, big rocket with the with the arrow. You know, he tried to hit through the firmament. But uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, we're going to move on. Witness protection program, pro program, Patriot. Witness protection program. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm supposed to be doing associations with that. I think that a lot of individuals out there have um I, and i think this is sort of the implication of your of the the association question i think a lot of individuals have been uh put in some form of hiding shall we say or witness protection i think uh i have i have suspicions that uh people like um uh david St uh, robert david Steele might be one of those people John McAfee. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, some of these individuals that have supposedly died, I mean, maybe even Epstein. Uh, you know, a lot of people were talking about Epstein, you know, uh, you know, becoming a white hat asset that they were able he's to. The, he's the keystone, eh? Epstein. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. And I don't think I mean, we first of all, we all know he didn't kill himself. That that goes without saying no, that's no, about no. as obvious as, as the, the hand in front of your face. But uh, do I think he's still alive? Yeah, I do. I think that he's actually uh, not, I'm not suggesting in any way that Jeffrey Epstein has even a even a remotely good quality in his entire body. Don't get me wrong. I think the guy oh. is as evil, evil to the core. But that doesn't mean that they weren't able to flip him because that, you got to remember there's no honor among thieves. I mean, these people are all going to sell each other down the river in two seconds. And if they can if they can save themselves or prolong their own lives. I mean, that's the only thing that they think about is their own self-interest. So I do, I think someone like Epstein could be brought into the, uh, into this picture with sec type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. This is, this is one of the individuals, a picture that I, I can, uh, I can, uh, imagine them being filmed in a tribunal, giving evidence and, 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 and confessing to all these crimes and mentioning everybody as well, because, the people that have been onto his island, they've all been blackmailed. They've all been recorded, video, audio, and everything. I mean, the evidence is overwhelming, and it's hundreds of people, hundreds of people. Bill Gates, Bill Clinton. Uh, no, I can go on for hours. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, and especially if you take somebody that everybody already knows is evil. I mean, everybody already knows that, that Epstein is a is a criminal predator and a Mossad, pedophile Mossad, and all Israel. these things. Israel, Mossad is also Mossad. So yes, same right. Israel for last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, so I mean, you take somebody like that and you put that person, uh, in you know, and uh, who who everybody knows is evil, and then they start pointing out, you know, the releasing the Epstein flight logs, and and you, and it's very very powerful if Epstein is still there to provide yeah. that testimony, and I think it's absolutely. very profitable. Live stream, man. Eh? And what do you think of JFK Jr.? Uh, do I think he's still alive? Is that yeah. kind of the question there? Uh, yeah, I do. I do, actually. I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, sometimes I, I, I even question my my own thinking on this. You know, I, I wonder, you know, am I just, you know, do I really just want this to be true, but not really, you know, is it is it really true? Uh, yeah, I think I think that JFK Jr. is still alive. The circumstances surrounding his death is my main reason. Uh, not because people have just projected this idea that, you know, that he's actually still alive. But when you go back and you really study, and again, I'll reference Jeff, Justin White, he did some great videos on this, breaking all of it down, how, um, you know, the, 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 the strange anomalies surrounding his death, they knew uh, that the deep state wanted to get rid of him. Hillary Clinton openly threatened his life. Yep. 
he had uh you know he was he was brought up around the military he had navy seals i believe that staged his death um and i think that uh it's very very possible that he's still alive yes i do do he's, i think he's actually out there uh that's a different question um not necessarily so sure about that yeah, he's always said he will revenge uh his the death is it the death of his father and get the assassins and he would he would go after the assassins he made it his life's work and i think that uh i think that he was the the driving one of the key drivers behind this whole operation and uh i think that we're going to see some uh not just jfk jr i happen to believe that there are probably a lot of people who uh going back to the wit witness protection sort of a thing um, i think that there are a lot of individuals who may have been presumed dead over the years who had information that uh, they were taken into custody and their their death was faked by the by the White Hats. I think that's very very possible. I mean, if you look at Lady Di, uh, the 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 Mercedes that left the hotel and the Mercedes that actually had the accident in the tunnel in Paris, the registration numbers were totally different. One had a yellow registration, the other had a black one, and it's it doesn't it doesn't add up. So I think, uh, considering the the fact that Lady Di was in this uh, royal family, uh, um, um, what do you call it? Um, environment, and she knew what was going on with children and satanic uh, activities. She wanted to break out, and she was going to blow the whistle. And uh, mm -hmm. Charles ad admitted, Charles, it, she, it's in a diary or in a note somewhere. Charles is going to kill me. And he's mm -hmm. staging a, a, an accident, a car accident. So this is an individual as well uh, that could be well, uh, well in the protection with the protection program, and also Michael Jackson because he spoke out of, uh, about the satanic uh, cult as well. Sure. Uh, so there's so much. Evidence. All of those individuals are very much in play, and I agree completely. I I agree completely. I think it's again, it's it's very uh, it's very obvious that a lot of these people. I mean, you could look at it one of two ways. Either they were taken out by the deep state mm -hmm. or they were taken out by the good guys. And when I say taken out, I mean like removed and put into witness protection. I think um, that if you're, again, thinking like a white hat, mm -hmm. um, you, you'd, you'd probably want to intervene before the deep state did. You'd mm -hmm. probably want to make it look like an accident or a suicide or something along those lines. But knowing what these people knew and what they were about to do, I'm pretty sure that the White Hats intervened and said, why don't we go this route instead of, you know, having you go that route because you're going to end up dead that way. And it's far more powerful to bring them back at the right moment. And these are individuals. They've got a, ta a two-way uh, two task. It's first uh, uh, bringing out the truth because everybody will believe them. That's and right. secondly, it's, it's healing humanity. That's right. What would you, I mean, what would the impact be if Michael Jackson – is is proven to be alive. JFK, JFK Jr. comes back. Lady Di comes back, and he start telling the truth. It would heal the world mm -hmm. like that. It would have an amazing, powerful effect. And I think that you're absolutely right. I think of all the trauma that people are going to be facing having to having to embrace the truth. Uh, yeah. These would be very powerful. Let's just call them medicinal uh, elements that can be introduced to society to be able to heal. On mass, and I think that that's always been a part of the plan. It's one of the many trump cards. It would be biblical people standing up from the dead. <laughs> Indeed.
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it, there's, there's a lot of folks out there who just dismiss that as, oh, that's just crazy. I don't think so. Uh, I think that it's very, very possible because, again, this is a plan. And I'm glad you asked that question about Q because it, it really reminds everybody out there. This is not something that just came along uh, mm-hmm. over the past five or six years. They didn't just whip this plan up one day, uh, you know, in, in the early 2000s. This has been decades in the making. That's yeah. my viewpoint on it. And I think it's pretty obvious when you look at the complexity of what's happening right now, uh, that this was not something that they could have just simply gamed out on a Sunday afternoon. And I think that a lot of these individuals over the years have been part of this operation, including many of these celebrities. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Quick, we're going to, we're going to, to, uh, to, to wrap it up now, uh, uh, Patriots. Nasara Jisari, is that reality or hoax, do you think? I think it's real. I think it depends on how you define it, though. See, the thing is, I think that there are elements of what people are talking about that are not true. But I think as a whole, I think really the quantum financial system is something that is real. I do believe, I mean, clearly Trump set up the quantum initiative back when he was president. We know that this technology exists, the quantum technology. Uh, we certainly know the history of Nasara and uh, someone like, you know, Dr. Scott Young, who I've in- interviewed many times, you know, he, he can lay it out better than most. Uh, but this is real. Uh, how it's going to actually play out is a different story. There were two different versions uh, of just like with uh, the football, that's what they do. They always have their counterfeit versus the real. And so their version of Nasara and Jasara was to, to basically to keep things very, very concise here to their plan was to to, to crash the petrodollar mm-hmm. and use that as an excuse to roll out their central bank digital currency, which they were going to call Nasara. They were going to call that, you know, this new you know, system that's just going to liberate everyone. It's going to eliminate all these problems. You know how they lie about everything. It's the it's whatever they tell you. It's the inverse. You see, so they, they had their great reset plan, as most yeah. as most people know. But the White Hats have uh, have the real Nassar, the real McCoy, which we don't have time to get into the history, but you know goes back to uh, you know prior to nine eleven, actually. Uh, but, uh, you know, the gold that was stolen on 9-11, I'm sure you're familiar with all that. So there was supposed to be a rollout of Nasara way back in, well, back even before um, Bush took office. I think they, they got Bill Clinton. They coerced yeah. Bill Clinton into mm-hmm. signing that law. And it was mm-hmm. supposed to go into effect, I think, very shortly. I, I don't remember the exact dates, but it was it was very shortly before 9-11. And yeah. then the whole the whole thing got derailed. So we know that it's real. Uh, the question is, what what form is it going to take on? And I think it's going to really just be gold backed currency. I don't think that, I don't believe in all of these uh, narratives about, you know, people walking into redemption centers and and collecting millions of dollars. And, uh, you know, be, stuff. It, it, wouldn't I, right. it wouldn't be right. It, it doesn't I mean, make any sense. Logically, no. I mean, if everyone's a millionaire, then no one's a millionaire. And, I, I mean, mean, that's that's the whole thing. I think what it's going to do is it's going to eliminate. Um, the IRS, it's going to eliminate, you know, the illegal taxes. It's going to probably provide some debt forgiveness to people. Uh, there's going to, I do believe there's going to be a massive amount of assistance to pretty much to get everyone, uh, you know, on an equal playing field to get us out of this debt prison. Uh, but I don't, I don't believe in this narrative about, um, uh, you know, everyone walking into a, a redemption center and, and walking out a millionaire because i again you, you still have to run the world you still have to run society and if everyone has millions of dollars no one's going to want to work the whole the whole yeah. thing would fall apart it would collapse and and and, and when everybody's a millionaire it's all about money anyway and i mean uh, that's right. when somebody, that's exactly when somebody what we're trying to get away from 
Yep, exactly. And when somebody wins the lottery, I mean, people they get uh, people offer them help because you, you, all this money. What are you going to do with this, with this money? I mean, people can't cope and and handle all this money. They they won't be able to do it. So I don't I don't buy into that either. Uh, all this all this, uh, but I do buy into the into the idea of humanitarian projects. Yes. Getting, yes, getting, you know, that, that's going to be where so much of this this abundance, fun. like you talked about earlier, is going to be reintroduced to the world. Now, how is that actually going to play out? Is it going to be given to individuals to have their own humanitarian projects? Very likely, it could it could be that way. It could it could take on a different form. But I think that all of this wealth that's being uh, that's really been confiscated from from the cabal, number one. And, uh, you know, this once Nassara rolls out and, and all of this uh, abundance is reintroduced to the world. Yes. I mean, all you have to do is look around you. I mean, is there any city or any place in the world that doesn't need a massive overhaul right now? I mean, certainly, yeah. you know, in, in, in the United States, I mean, our we're supposedly the richest country in the history of the world. You know, most yeah. everywhere you go, the, the the bridges are all look like they're about to crumble. The roads are I mean, it's 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 the, the world is in massive need. Yeah. of humanitarian projects and a complete infrastructural overhaul yeah. and i think they that's going to be part of it. they need healing and, and look at all the homeless people in america it's i've i've, I've seen short movies and it's terrible people have really getting nothing. worse and worse and, and people on fentanyl and on on the drugs and it's yeah people need healing and they and need worse. healing they need healing quickly uh we're going to wrap it up now uh patriot uh, how do you see the future long and short term quickly Okay, well, short term, I feel like we're gonna we're gonna be in for one heck of a ride. Uh, I think that from now until probably somewhere, you know, I'd like to think early 2024, but it could, you know, it could stretch on a little bit longer. But I think we're in the in the final phases, the final months before we get to a black swan event, EBS, whatever you want, however it's gonna play out. And again, I'm I'm very honest with people. I mean, I, I don't think that anyone can really answer that question. Uh, because mm -hmm. if you could, that would mean you you know all the details of the operation. So short term, I think we're in. Uh, it, it's going to probably be one of the most difficult years, probably the most difficult year collectively for humanity that we've ever experienced. Um, like they say, it's always darkest before the dawn. And I think that we're kind of in that stage right now where everything seems to be getting darker and darker and more dire. The circumstances are escalating to a point where something's got to give. And I think everyone is feeling that at uh really just at a very visceral level and so i think in the short term we're gonna we're not gonna be uh we're not gonna be in for a, a smooth flight i think it's gonna be a really really difficult stretch of time from now like i said really into into 2024 but long term um beyond 2024 beyond this uh this scare event and the ebs and the all of the the black swan event and all of these chaotic moments i think that we are setting up a true golden age for humanity and i think it's it, i think to even call it that i mean those are that, those are the words that trump uses and i understand why i think there's an implication there about the gold back currency and a lot of a lot of stuff isn't rolled into that but even to call it a, a golden age i don't even think comes close to describing i think biblical like you said uh is much more apt uh, of a description i think we're, we're we're changing the world the world is literally fundamentally changing right in front of our eyes every single day and we're awake we get to witness it. We get to be a part of it. We get to redefine the human experience. And I think that that's really going to be what what constitutes the rest of our lives. That's really the mission that we've been chosen for. And I think at the end of it all, there's not going to be a single one among us knowing how it ultimately ends up. 
See, right now there's a million different unanswered questions, right? But once we get to the end and once all of this is revealed and we see the incredible nature of the world that's being ushered in, I don't think a single one amongst us wouldn't say, you know what? It was all worth it. Yeah. Not only that, I would do it all over again. Yeah. If this is what it meant, it, 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 if, if I had known in the beginning that this is where we were going to end up, if I had if I had proof of that, I never would have questioned anything. And I think that's going to sort of be the attitude of a lot of people. I think a lot of people who have sort of given up on the, you know, on the Q operation and they say, oh, I'm done with this and blah, blah, blah. I think these same people are going to come rushing back and say, I, I, I believed it all the time. You know, I think there's going to be. You know, uh, I think, but the the people who are very publicly um, out there and and have stayed the course as we have, mm-hmm. as difficult as it's been, uh, you know, I think we're going to be the ones who uh, are going to be remembered in 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 history for doing this, but for for not backing down and for for refusing to Holy allow faith. all faith. of the attacks on the enemy to to derail our faith in this plan. And this plan. It's not just about having faith in the military. It's about having faith in God Almighty and that God Almighty is the one who is who is using the white hats and all of us to carry out his will. It's not that. And I I say this all the time because people say, oh, God doesn't need people. He doesn't need this. He doesn't. First of all, you don't know. None of us can speak for God. Okay, we all know that God doesn't need anything because he's God. It's not a question of what he needs. It's a question of what he wills. And I believe that the, that it was always God's will to carry out this plan to save humanity, but to have humanity involved in in saving us. Like, you, you know, you talked about, you know, like the hand of God moment. I, I do indeed think that we're going to experience that in the very near future. I think it's going to be very clear to people, given the dire circumstances of where humanity found itself, unbeknownst to, to most of the public, we were like, one second away from being annihilated forever. And most people had absolutely no clue. And I think once there's that realization and, and how of how close we came, and regardless of how this plays out, people are going to recognize the existence of a loving God. And they're going to I mean, recognize that that's how we got here and that's how we made it through. Yeah, I mean, God is within us. I mean, Christ consciousness, and that's what we're seeing now. The vibration is rising. The yeah. collective... Consciousness is rising. It cannot be stopped. It's going. It's going up. It's going up. It's pushing. It's pushing the the the, the Schumann resonance is also pushing. I mean, Gaia is alive. The the, the Earth is a living being. It's it's an organism. So this consciousness and and this vibration it cannot be stopped. If we keep faith, God is within us. We don't have to. God is not up there in the clouds. You know, beyond the firmament in a chair with long beard. It's he is within us, and that's what we have to reactivate. We have to reactivate the God conscious, the Christ consciousness. That's exactly us. what they've tried to hide from us this entire yes. time. That's why they have this us thinking that God's up there in a you know on a, on a nice comfy throne, and you know there's to, to create this separation, right? And I agree with you completely. I think that you know this is really about. I mean, I've I've heard the the the, the ascension process kind of described as. Uh, and I can't remember. I wish I could because I like to give people credit when I reference it. But I think it may have been it may have been David Ike who said this. But talking, but there there have been others who have used the same analogy. You, you take a, a a balloon and you try to keep it suppressed underwater. Yeah. You know, and eventually, what ends up happening is when when you can no longer keep it 
keep it suppressed. Yeah. It just flies out and it, it, it not only does it rise to the top, but it flies out of the pool. And, and I think that that's really kind of where we're at right now. We're like the spring that gets sprung, you know, like pushed back and pushed back. And then suddenly it just, and I think that's really where humanity is right now. We've been suppressed our entire lives for, for many, many generations. And we're the generation that God willed to be the one to actually take us across the finish line, to educate humanity, to learn the truth, to rally mm-hmm. around each other, to love one another, to heal one another, to build a better world. I can't think, I can't think of a, of, of a bigger honor than that, you know, to be alive and to be present for this. It's, I think it's the greatest blessing in the world. And I think that it's not, you know, God doesn't, uh, he didn't put us through all of this just to, just to neglect us at this point, you know, there's an old saying, he doesn't, God doesn't save you from drowning so that he can club you on the beach. That's not yeah. what this is about. The truth will set you free. And I really believe we are the chosen ones. We've been put here for a certain task and operation, certain mission. We're not here random. I mean, it's, 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 it's too, it's too obvious really. Yeah. I mean, none of us may, we, we, we may never have expected to be here, mm-hmm. but I think now that we are here, so many of us can look back on our lives and realize that so much of what what we experienced that we never understood, mm-hmm. we now understand in a whole different context. We were being prepared this entire time. Our lives, are, they're our own, but you know they're not fully our own. I mean, I think there's always been a plan. There's been a hand on our lives. That's the blessing, you know. And God has been has chosen. I, I agree. I think that there's a certain element of of free will. Like we have to choose. We have to align ourselves with God's will. But I think God. Uh, predestines us. He knows our hearts and he knows how we're going to respond, what we're going to do in every situation. And sure, God could come in here and, and, you know, he could he could fix this whole situation in in less of a breath. But -hmm. that's not the way he wills it, because he wants this experience to be something that is ultimately that glorifies him. But but really that teaches humanity that, like you said, God is inside of all of us. And that's exactly what's been hidden from us. And that that, we have to learn our lessons. The Great Awakening really is all about. We have to learn our lesson, and it's the last chance that we get to learn this lesson. We have to go. We have to witness it. That's right. That's right. Patriot, it was a great pleasure talking to you. It was a wonderful conversation. I'd like to thank you for this conversation. It was great. We must. Uh, we must do it again in the in the future. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It was great. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Stimulating conversation, and you know, it's uh, we covered a lot of different subjects, and absolutely it was, it was wonderful. Yeah, it really was. Thank you. Where can people find you? Yeah, so uh, I'm gonna send I'm gonna send you an email with my links. Uh, so uh, in the link of the video, you guys will see. Uh, you can follow me on Rumble. That's my really my biggest platform. Um, mm-hmm. It used to be BitChute, but then all of a sudden Rumble just took off, and that's where um, you know Rumble uh, BitChute. You can find me on uh, Podbean if you just like listening to audio. Uh, I'm also on Odyssey and uh, Telegram and True Social. So right. you, if you search me up uh, on any of those platforms, Patriot Underground, you'll find me, but probably easier to just click the link and uh, you can follow me on any any single one of them. And I uh, hope you do. It's always nice I to hope. get new listeners, new subscribers. Yeah, absolutely, yes. I will put and, it all in the description. I was, I, I'm posting it on BitChute myself. Okay. And uh, I will post it on Telegram as well. And I'll send you the, the link. And I'll yes. send, I'll also send you the video so you can post it wherever you want. So, uh, yeah, if you send me a copy of the file, I can post it on yeah. my channel. That'd be great. Yeah. And, uh, you, and, and then you can send me uh, your links as well so I can introduce my audience to you. I will. Patriot, thank you very much for this uh, great conversation. You're an honest and humble and great guy. 
It's nice Thank to you. meet you. And, uh, we will talk in the near future. And uh, I wish you a wonderful weekend. And if we don't talk, I wish you a wonderful Christmas as well. You as well. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure and an honor. And thank you. I thank you to everybody out there. God bless and Godspeed. Thank you very much, Peter. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.